3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: This episode of Do Go On is brought to you by Do Go On, (laughs) live at the Giant Dwarf in Sydney on the 24th of August. And as well as being at the Giant Dwarf in Sydney, we're also excited to
0: announce that we're going to be doing a live show in Melbourne, Australia, the town that we're actually from, and in right now at Howler in Brunswick on the 13th of October. That's a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Details for all this will be in the description for this episode.
4: Calm down. Buy tickets. Calm down. (laughs) Calm
2: down. I know you're excited. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
4: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. (laughs)
2: and welcome to another oh god the voice is gone already <clears throat> dave can you do one where you
4: wrap it hello everybody my name is dave
0: <laughs> dave can you
2: not do that <laughs> okay i won't do that <laughs> hello and everybody, welcome name to another <laughs> episode of to go on my name is dave Warnock, and i'm here with two people that i hold dear That's a wrap no, it wasn't. Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello.
0: Hello. Thank you so much, Jess, for making it impossible
2: for me to edit out that mistake <laughs> yes. at the top. But if Matt did edit it out, she asked me to do a rap version of the intro, and I and Matt said, "Don't do it," and I kind of half did it.
4: You didn't half do
2: it. You said, "I'm here with people I hold dear." That's the opening line of many Slim Shady LPs. LP. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, I'm the down. real Slim Shady. Yes, stand him up. And then sit him back down. It's my time to talk. Not you.
4: The real slim shady. Stand him up. Stand him up. I On said a date. Stand
2: him up. I said, don't that'll go. show him. <laughs> yeah, that'll put him back in the corner. What does that mean?
4: Nobody puts slim in the corner. <laughs>
0: that's what they've that's what they've said in the past. Yep, And uh, continue to do so.
4: <laughs> Ooh, hello everyone.
2: Hello, Bopper. Hello, Davy Boy. Hello, Maddie Stew. Are you DJ Maddie Stew? DJ, ready to podcast? I am ready to. Po- what are you doing over there?
0: We were rapping. What are you doing over there? I'm just chomping at the bit, champing, oh. champing at the bit. That's right, isn't it, Dave? I'm, I'm champing at the bit. Some
2: people say chomp. Some people yeah, say champ.
4: I think you're fine either way. Context-wise, oh. we get it. Well, the I'm real shady the champ, the bit.
0: Yeah. Uh the the champ is here, <laughs> and I'm I'm keen to get into my report. Um, Dave, do you want to um give us a little. Explanation of what the show's all about.
2: It's always on me, and then I get bullied for not doing a good job. All right, well, I'm, I mean... I'm on it.
4: I'm on it. Thank, Thank you, so, Jess. Duga One was created in 2015 uh, when Matt Stewart, Dave Warnke, and Jess Perkins created a podcast. <laughs> and what they
2: do I mean, I don't go into this much detail, that... admittedly.
4: <laughs> Excuse me. And on that podcast, what they do is uh, one of them chooses a topic does a report on that topic. The other two, well, they don't bloody know what the topic is, do they?
0: Well, that actually well, it does sound a lot easier to explain. I mean, you said it in a weird burden voice, but apart from that, <laughs> the words were very simple, Dave. That,
2: I'm sorry. Well, I didn't claim that I did a good job. I just got given the job. And then, as I said, I often get bullied for well, not doing a good it's, job. It's, it's just as it's Jess's to lose now. Great, Jess is in your job. Love it. Love and the w-
0: it. and the way we get on the topic is by uh, the report giver asking a question. So this week it's my turn to do a report, and Jess and Dave do not know what the report I is on. Just said that. The question today <laughs> is that is trying to steal your job, Jess. Just a quick recap. He's
4: mansplaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> question: Jess, a podcast <laughs> is audio based. What? Question this week is which American sitcom was going to be called Insomnia Cafe during its development? Fraser. No,
4: friends. friends. Yes. Yeah. Really. Yeah, because yeah. they're always at the cafe. Insomnia
2: Cafe. Insomnia Cafe.
4: I don't like that at all. That's a terrible name for a sitcom.
2: I see. I tell you, that's a terrible name. But if we were sitting here and it was called Insomnia Cafe, which sitcom was going to be called Friends? You'd be like, that's the
1: lamest yeah. name oh, I've ever heard. Friends I've been is lame.
2: Thinking about that a lot. Like
0: it just, it, yeah, it's one of those things where everything sound, would sound a bit dumb at first. Coca Cola.
4: Whoa! <laughs> Do go on. Now nah,
0: that always sounded great. Yeah, that's great. Three <laughs> syllables. Uh, this topic was suggested by Will Barron, and I went back to it. He, he suggested this quite. This was quite a while back in the hat. So Is this
1: the
2: original
0: hat? Yeah, in the old original hat. And um, the OG. And then in brackets, <laughs> he said, um, "The TV show, not the concept of friends." <laughs>
2: I remember reading that. really the concept yeah, really of friendship or something. It really made me laugh. But
0: then I've gone back to his Twitter account and there are zero tweets. He's like, he's wiped it down. He's wow. wiped it down. Wiped it clean.
4: Got like a, a... a pino clean yeah. antiseptic
2: wipe. Like it's some sort of burner account. Yeah, that's right. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like a crime's been committed. Like he's yeah. just been wiped from the internet. Yeah. Did you Google him and it said this man never existed?
4: There hasn't been a Will Baron around these parts for 70 years. <laughs>
2: This Twitter account is a goddamn ghost town (laughs) What am I doing here? I'm just chewing some hay (laughs) Is that the sheriff again? No, this is an entirely different character This is a nuanced character with
0: a thick backstory Thick 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 And thick butt
2: (laughs) (laughs) And thick butt And
0: when I say thick backstory, I'm talking about his butt
2: (laughs) Oh, that's a thick backside <laughs> uh, do we, well, let's
0: talk about Friends, the concept, you, um, the TV show.
2: Ah, are, are you guys, fr- are you a big fan, Matt? I didn't know if you were.
0: Uh no, not really.
2: <laughs> Great. Um, Great, love that enthusiasm. Yeah, several people tweeted in saying, "Love the Pantera episode." because feel how passionate Matt was for the topic. Oh, look, I mean, I, we get that this week. I like,
0: I love TV comedy, mm. and I, Friendship. I, I think, I think Friends is a, is a good show. I just, I just don't love it. I think it was, you know, it, it feels it's like a it's a, like a comfort TV sort yeah.
4: of thing. Yeah, Jess,
2: you you were
4: a watcher. Yeah, I've I reckon I've seen all of Friends.
0: I realised uh, right in this report that I I haven't even seen the last episode. I'm like, ah. oh, that's how it ended.
4: Dave, but, are you a fan?
2: Uh, I don't know how it ends, and I r- rarely watched it, but bits and pieces. Yeah, so I know the concept, know all the characters, yeah, and yeah. sort of their vague quirks. Yeah, but. It's one yeah, of those I'm shows. interested to hear how, how it came about. And...
0: I did. So uh, the episode three of uh, my great new podcast, Primates, is about an ep- episode of Friends from season one uh, where Ross gets a monkey. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about Friends a bit lately. Um, the concept. The concept. And that's why I, I count you two amongst my friends. Get out. Yeah, I do. I We're really not just do. like co-workers. We're amongst. <gasps> you're amongst them. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, when my friends are around, you're amongst my friends. Oh wow! Oh no! What has he done?
4: <laughs> Brutal.
0: <laughs> and and during that episode, uh, we were talking was with Alistair trombo Birch was on with me, and we were talking about maybe how like I, think- I can't remember if he agreed or not, but Friends is maybe like something like the Beatles, and Seinfeld is like Rolling Stones or vice versa. They were like the two big ones.
2: Yeah, I do hear, I hear people say I'm not a Friends person. I'm more of a Seinfeld. Yeah, you're one- you're a one lot of people other. are
0: one or the other, and I'd say I'm a Seinfeld person.
2: I would. Say, I do love Seinfeld. But I don't only love Seinfeld because I don't like Friends. Yeah. yeah. Well,
4: I, th- I, th- I think you could totally like both. I'd yeah. say I'm Friends because I never really watched much of Seinfeld. Right.
2: Interesting. Well, Jess, you have just been excommunicated from this podcast. Really? Because it's serious to me. No, that, I'm- you're going to do that. It's you're
4: a- going to ruin the pod over Seinfeld. Yeah, What's Seinfeld show. ever done for you, though? Made me laugh. Okay. Have I not done that? Oh, yes. How
2: dare you? Yeah, you, you. have. Thank you. Probably not as much as George Costanza's father. Man, he's one of the funniest characters I've ever seen. Gary <laughs> <Jerry> Stiller. <laughs> he's so funny. <sighs> oh
4: God, serenity, okay. serenity,
2: no!
1: serenity now.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good times we've had.
4: Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Friends, the sorry. concept sorry, on, sorry on the, the show.
0: Friend. But I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear that you're a fan, Jess. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd say I'm probably halfway between you and Dave. Perfect. We got the whole bloody spectrum here. <laughs> Our Friends' creative duo. Well, that's a good start. The first sentence doesn't make sense. <laughs> the Friends creative duo was made up of Marta Kaufman mm-hmm. and David Crane. Mm-hmm. So, I guess you see those names at the. Mm, yeah, the end I remember screen. the
2: names. Before you even said them, I, they just came to my mind. Maybe uh, I've seen more than I thought.
0: Who had previously had some success with uh, a sitcom on HBO called Dream On, which I don't recall at all, uh, starring Brian Ben Ben who plays Martin. Is that a dog? (laughs) No. (laughs) that's not a super dog? Someone's come up with that as a name for a character. Brian Ben-Ben, who plays Martin Tupper. Tupper. Uh, A book editor who had watched a lot of TV as a child in the 1950s and he expresses his thoughts through snippets of old TV dramas in black and white. This uh, ran for six seasons from 1990
2: to 1996. Wow. That sounds like a pretty crazy concept.
0: Yeah. Uh, they also created an NBC sitcom called "The Powers That Be," and uh, I've, I've clipped out a little summary from uh, the Wikipedia page. It's about
4: it. witches.
0: Oh, good guess, but no wizards.
4: Near.
2: <laughs> are they working at a power plant?
0: No, neither of those. Oh,
4: they are bees.
0: No, Ugh. they get this. It's a it's a double whammy. Here we go.
4: Then last name is Power. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! And they are bees.
0: And uh, at the center of the series is U.S. Senator William Powers. So they work in, in
4: politics. So they're okay.
0: A parody of the political establishment in Washington, D.C. Margaret, the senator's status-hungry wife, treats Charlotte their maid with comedic disdain. Comedic. (laughs) Caitlin, the senator's daughter, has an eating disorder and is married to Representative Theodore Van Horn, who is suicidal. Their son, Pierce, is mature beyond his years from having to care for his unbalanced parents. Sophie Lipkin, the senator's illegitimate daughter, is a loud, crass New Jerseyan who surprises the family when she moves to Washington and begins... To bond with her father. The senator's staff includes an intelligent and beautiful aide, Jordan Miller, who is also Powell's mistress, and the feckless aide, Bradley Grist. So, is it's, this a comedy? It's a comedy. There is so much going there's on. There's too Many much going on. How did,
2: what was the elevator pitch for that? I, All uh, right.
0: The senators, and it's pretty fucked. So, there's a suicidal character. Uh, someone's got eating, uh, disorder? eating disorder. There's an
4: illegitimate daughter.
0: There's uh, a
4: mistress.
0: There's so much going on. Anyway, it, a bit, like it lasted a class stuff from going on. 92 to 93. That one didn't last so long.
4: I wonder why.
0: Uh, oh, look, I don't know that for sure, but it did, Like that <coughs> paragraph Sounds- makes it sound like my head's about to explode. How do they fit yeah. even all of those people in the same
2: episode?
4: Then again, I think when you... <laughs>
2: yeah, the credits if, ran for 18 minutes.
4: If you try to explain, like, friends yeah. in a paragraph, yeah, but even also trying to fit everything in... It sounds yeah, insane. That's true. So oh, spread out. I'm sure. Of course. It's not episode one. That's here's a... the illegitimate daughter. Here's suicidal. No, this kid's cool.
0: We get to that, and then it's first ad break.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and then it just peters out from there.
0: They also created a sitcom called Family Album, which is another one that is not a great Their sounding.
2: Their surname one. is Album. <laughs> um... <laughs> the surname is Family. They
4: are all records.
0: No, they are yes. They're a family <laughs> of records. Uh, So that was in 1993, which centered around the Lerner family who moved from California to Philadelphia to be closer to their family. But according to their poster, they didn't realize how close.
2: I mean, they've stapled themselves to their parents' backs. I kind
0: of, maybe, kind of think it's maybe like an everybody loves yeah. Raymond kind of idea. Oh. The series was cancelled after six episodes.
2: Oh. oh dear!
0: So when Kaufman and Crane started pitching the idea of Friends, they had some sort of runs on the board. They mm. had, you know, varying degrees of success, but they had some successes. I think they're also both involved in uh, Veronica's Closet or something. I read that very late, but. After I'd finished the report. According to Crane, it was just another pilot to them. And after Fa- Family Album was cancelled, he remembers that they were scrambling in a panic, wondering if they would ever let us back on the air again. They were nervous that they'd they'd maybe mucked up their last chance. Right. Um, the other sitcoms they had put together were all based around blood-related families to different degrees with a central lead character. So they were keen to try an ensemble comedy. Um, and according to Kaufman... The idea of friends was close to their hearts because they had lived
2: it.
4: They had friends. They had
2: friends. What? But they never had a family. So that's why the family stuff didn't work. Yeah. They just couldn't relate.
4: Wow. Imagine having friends, firstly, uh, just as a concept. They
2: really bring a niche perspective.
4: But then being able to then use that life experience to influence your art. Right what well, you know. Wow. Wow, that's why everything I write is about loneliness. That's what I know.
2: But it works. It works. It works works every time. Yeah, people love it. There's a senator. He's lonely, (gasps) and his suicidal daughter's maid is also his mistress, and and also (laughs) his daughter, (laughs) and and a rabbit (laughs) that talks, huh?
4: And imaginary,
2: huh? Huh? (laughs) Huh? How many million can I get for the pilot?
4: Of uh, course i got a talking rabbit.
2: <laughs> they pitched the idea to
0: the NBC president at the time, obviously. Weird. I would wrote at the time, but obviously that.
2: Is <laughs> implied. The, implied. The future there. NBC president. So they went to the mail room. They saw someone said, in 10 years, you're going to be big, son. <laughs> so I'm pitching to you. Yeah. Let's make it happen.
4: I lost a lot of mail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be big, kid. <laughs> Oh, I've set the mail on fire again. Oh, no. Oh, no. What friends? Yeah. I don't know what they are. <laughs> We're playing a really lonely character. <laughs> Jess, this could be you.
4: You should write a sitcom about mail. <laughs> and that's how King of Queens came about. Because
0: <laughs> the main He's character a guy. guy yeah. Oh, a
2: delivery guy, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I just thought you built some random sitcom and you're like, and that's how that happened. That's where Will and Grace started. So <laughs> uh
0: so the president's name was Warren Littleford and they pitched to him in his office and he loved the pitch. According to Littlefield <laughs>
2: I'm just oh, uh, just the, the, the pitching the idea of friends <laughs> we have based it on ourselves I love it mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Well what he's he was talking about is like the their idea of friends and the characters were so well developed cuz it sounds like they were in the they were in the uh, market for this kind of idea they wanted something like this a youngish ensemble cast comedy show and uh, they'd had a few people pitching similar ideas and then these guys came in and they were like, oh, th- according to him anyway. Mm. I've read a lot of uh, Warren L- Littleford in um, in um, interviews and stuff and he does sound like, you know, he's painting probably a rose, you know, everything. Totally. Of course,
2: I knew it was going to be huge. Yeah,
0: that sort of stuff. If
2: the
4: show had done terribly and in an interviews, he would have been like, uh, I, I mean, we took a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know, I and was it,
2: the one fighting against this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wanted a hit. There are so, so many flops as well. Yeah. Um, I think I read that pilots like a less than a one in three chance. I was surprised it was even that high, but, um, <coughs> yeah. So that that was, um, interesting. I'm trying to find. There was this one quote that I really uh loved from him. He was talking about afterwards. And he, he was putting together a book with interviews of different people he's worked with in TV. And just sort of the, everything's kind of bigging himself up a little bit. But this one felt really funny to me. Maybe it's not. But this is what he said. I did all the interviews myself. I met LeBlanc at the... Matt LeBlanc, who's in one of the members of Friends, plays Joey Tribbiani. Correct. Okay. So I met LeBlanc at the Mulholland Grill and he insisted he pay for lunch. He looked at me and said do you have any idea how much you changed my life? There is no way you're picking up this check. And I finally <laughs> let him pay for it. It's just a, like a lot of oh, yeah, those.
2: I finally let him pay. I was going to pay. He's just a,
0: said... got the best of everything. Yeah. I'm not a t- I'm not just saying, yeah, you definitely pay. I want to pay. But he's telling me that I'm the best. and Eventually I agreed and high-fived him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, a, a bunch of that sort of stuff. But anyway. So I
4: ordered one of each dessert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Suck that, LeBlanc. <laughs>
0: That would have been fun if he like he never yeah, he never sounded fun. like he ever had any of that kind of level of fun to him. Anyway, sorry about that, Warren. If you're listening, you sound like a great guy. So their one line pitch was: "It's that special time in your life when your friends are your family,"
1: mm.
0: which I, I like that. I never really thought about that, but that is that is that makes after you know you move out of home before you start your own family that period, you know. What we would maybe call the now time, um, in your life, Jess.
4: Fuck. <laughs> I'm the golden so. years. Oh, is it? <laughs> Does it it's,
2: it doesn't get better, Jess.
4: What? I was. I mean, I know you're joking. I was genuinely banking on it getting better.
0: <laughs> your friends are your family now.
4: Oh fuck! I gotta get some friends. Yeah, you gotta get some family. I gotta spend time with my friends.
0: According to an article on AV Hub, Friends changed the sitcom landscape by breaking from many typical formats. The show did not revolve around a family home or workplace, but a makeshift clan. The 620-something stars were so young that the network execs initially suggested an older mentor type to give the show's opinions more weight. It's safe to say that before Friends, the youth sitcom was far from as prevalent as it is today. Mm. But then they make the point in the same article that uh, Living Single, a comedy uh, sitcom about six African-American friends living in Brooklyn, preceded Friends by a year. A sitcom based in New York City (laughs) (laughs) about about six six friends in their 20s.
4: Right. But Friends really broke the mold. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know that same article going on about how broke, and then they go, obviously there was this other show. So I, I hadn't heard of this. I, I can't remember it being played in Australia. Obviously, we they, they have way more channels and shows than we can fit over here. Even mm-hmm. though Especially we back do then p- play movies. a lot of uh, uh, American TV here. Um, but uh, so I, I've looked it up, mm. and you know that description, like that, does sound like a ripoff of Friends. Um, and it was star- one of the stars, Queen Latifah.
4: No. Yeah.
0: Um, and and she was on a chat show hosted by Andy Cohen, and it was one of those chat shows where there's multiple guests. She was also on there with Jason Sudeikis, mm, Sudeikis? Sudeikis? I love Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, 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 Sudeiku. No. <laughs> um. So, um, she was on this show, and the host Andy Cohen asked her if there would ever be a living single reboot. And then uh, Jason Sadukas chipped in and he goes, I thought Friends was the reboot. Oh,
2: very good. <laughs> nice.
0: That's so obviously, it's relatively well known over there that that's, that's what happened. Um, mm. Queen Latifah agreed that Friends was a ripoff, basically saying, we knew we had already been doing that. It was a guy named Warren Littlefield, who we've just been talking about, that used to run NBC.
4: Field or Ford? Field. Okay.
0: It's written Field. Yeah, You but... can pronounce it Ford if you like.
4: No, that's how you've said it twice now. <laughs> good. Littleford.
0: That's how I That's how I think of him. Okay, um, fair. It's my little joke that me and Wazza have. Um, Sorry,
4: I didn't mean to get between it must be a couple nice. of friends. Yeah, <laughs> it must be nice to have friends where you have- Yeah, they have these little- In jokes.
2: Little and in jokes, but don't worry about it. Let's call fine. him Wazza. Really, really is the golden years of your life. Yeah. Fuck.
0: <laughs> we'll uh, look back on these days fondly. Oh. Uh, and they asked him, uh, they, okay, I'm coming back <laughs> into the middle of this Queen Latifah quote. So, it was a guy named Warren Littleford that used to run NBC, and they asked him when all the new shows came out if there was any show he could have. Which would it be? He said "Living Single," and then he created Friends. Apparently, that's that was on a on record according to Queen Latifah that he was, he, he loved it. he loved it. He wanted it. So we just sort of made a version of it.
4: Well, I wonder how long it ran for. Yeah, do
0: you know? Uh, quite you know. a few years, and it is they're talking about it um it
2: being rebooted, genuinely.
4: So they would have overlapped and yeah, been running at the same time. Yeah, yeah, they were running at the same time. And is That's it the
2: strange. reason that Queen Latifah is that maybe her big break that show? Uh yes. <laughs> Let's say no. Okay. A bit of both. I'm just wondering in America if she is she known for that show, but we just never. She, got yeah,
0: it. she is known for that, but she's known for a lot of stuff. Of I course, she's a she's a multi threat. Um, she's Queen Latifah. Yeah. Yeah. She then clarified that she thought Friends was so good. Uh, so it's not like we hated on it or anything. It was just like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they ripped. I mean, she doesn't say, you know, they stole our idea. Yeah. I uh, did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But that's pretty fascinating because mm. people do talk about it like Friends changed everything. The other show um, that uh, is talked about as being um, like a proto Friends that was also overlapped with it uh, was Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, comedian and co-founder, co-creator and star of Seinfeld, has accused friends of ripping him off too. In one interview in 2003, Seinfeld was asked if he thought his show would have been given time to succeed if it was to premiere... Uh, today instead of in 1990, because it, it actually had a few years where it it built before it got huge, Seinfeld. Um, and Seinfeld responded by asking, has Friends been on too in this, you know, this mm. scenario? And the interviewer, Bob Costas, replies, yeah, Friends has been on. And Seinfeld says, really? So they managed to steal it without seeing it,
2: which is a pretty good line. Wow. <laughs> how can a man that successful be bitter? <laughs> how?
4: Also, how many... Like, how many friends are there in Seinfeld?
0: Yeah, it's a different number. It's
4: a different number, Jerry.
0: Li- living singles, six to six.
4: Yeah, that's quite clear. And-
0: Seinfeld's got three guys. Sure, maybe they stole the three guy element.
2: Mm. And let's remember, you can't like Seinfeld and Friends. Apparently, you can't. Like how can them. they be the same thing? Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're two different. Thanks, Jerry! He's caught later on. He called it. Um, he called friends Seinfeld with good-looking people. Oh, bit of a at a body. Jason true. Alexander, huh?
4: Yeah, Jason Alexander's like, well, fuck you, Jerry. Julia Louis Dreyfus, yeah, Babe, Babe, no doubt about that. Look at her now; she's like a fine wine. She's and gotten she, better with age. How
2: has she gotten better?
4: It's know, amazing. It's amazing.
0: She was the and she's the one who broke the the Seinfeld curse, which said that none of them would ever. Like all that, they all release sitcoms afterwards that failed pretty quickly and she, she's had a few successes since then. I like when someone asked Larry David about the Seinfeld curse and he was like, it's ridiculous. It's just very hard to have a successful sitcom. Mm.
2: Right, of course. Right, okay. Whether or not anyone else has the, the same air. chance.
0: Right? Yeah, it's not it's not a curse. That's fair. Anyway, back to Friends. Um, Many I, I was, starting to, was I starting to sound like I was passionate about the
2: topic? <laughs> but back to Friends. Have any of them broken the Friends curse? Uh,
0: I mean, they've all had different levels of success after, but we should get to the success before we talk about post-success. Um, while they were developing the Friends pilot, Crane and Kaufman also had another pilot on the go during the same pilot season. The other one was tentatively titled...
4: Enemies. <laughs>
0: A uh, reality check. Similar. Similar. Which is it? enemies are always a reality check. Mm.
2: What kind of check? Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, oh, it was C-H-E-Q-U-E. Or C-
2: Chino- C-Z-E-C-H.
4: Oh. Reality Czech Republic.
0: <laughs> That's it. Uh, it was about a high school student from the Czech Republic named Jamie.
2: Oh, I love it.
0: Um, Who frequently lapses into elaborate fantasies. Apparently Fox made uh, them do a gazillion rewrites. gazillion's a quote there. And they kept wanting the show to be more risque. Fox were like, more risque. Whereas they were finding with friends it was quite a smooth ride. If anything, they were saying a little bit safer. But Fox were like, can we make this more risque? It's this show about a high school kid. With fantasies.
2: Oh, okay. Well, what do they want? <laughs>
0: well, apparently Crane later said that uh, they kept wanting Jamie to be older, the main character Jamie mm. to be older. They <laughs> wanted him to be driving and already having sex. Sounds like a different show.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, older. They wanted him to be thirty-five.
2: Can we still set it in a school? Of course. <laughs> We're
4: this are kids. He's thirty-five and he can drive.
2: <laughs> oh, double threat. <laughs> and he's a millionaire.
4: Oh, and he. And he's he Rob banks. Had this is before. dangerous. Yeah, he's cool.
0: I, I tried to find a Sydney Sheinberg link to the, all of these, but I couldn't. Didn't it didn't feels any... like his fingerprints are on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, somewhere. it does sound like, make him older. Make him crazier. I like danger. Give <laughs> him a chimp. <laughs> give, give the chimp a gun. Where's <laughs> my corn chips. I asked for corn chips.
4: Why is he asking for just plain unsalted corn chips? I've already got salsa, you fool! Oh, I was gonna say nothing to do <laughs> but he's got salsa. That's good.
0: Uh, in Crane's words, reality check was terrible. <laughs> that's uh, Crane's words, and that's in, yeah, it's his show. But it was it was changed so much by the network that he's like it was no good. But he said uh, on the other hand, the process developing friends just seemed to flow every step of the way and was easy to write. Crane and Kaufman were worried uh, that the dud show would be picked up and said,
2: <laughs> don't pick this one, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, of course, history shows that their fears were well-founded as Friends was picked up. Uh, nah, good on them, little.
2: <laughs> and reality check.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that took me a sec to get it.
0: Uh, the show was to be based around the lives of six people, oh. which we've already discussed, who were, or, or, who were friendly with each other, Okay, oh. <laughs> and I'll talk about uh, more about these um, friends soon.
4: Friendly, but not too friendly. Yeah, they uh, were acquaintances. Yeah,
0: but first they needed a place for these titular friends to hang out. Hmm. They knew they couldn't use a bar or pub because of Cheers. Cheers has been a massively successful sitcom that ran from eighty-two to ninety-three. And of
2: course, they copyrighted the concept of a bar. Of a bar. No one could ever enter a bar on TV.
0: That they, they, they generally said that cheers ruled out a bar as an idea it's just was too it was too synonymous with cheers at that stage and it just wrapped up cheers so it would would have seemed like uh, you know they they just wanted to avoid that they also wanted to avoid um doing it in a, in a sort of a diner like um tom's diner in in seinfeld monk's diner monk's diner the real diner is called tom's diner. right <laughs> um I think, or have I got that wrong. Anyway, um, so their options were already narrowed down a bit, which maybe worked as a bit of an advantage. So then one day during development, Kaufman and Crane walked past a cafe and they thought, and this is a direct quote from Kaufman, oh, that would be a cool place to put these people.
4: (laughs) A cafe? Yeah. Previously when they were listing a bar, a diner... They, they didn't make the link <laughs> so to a the, cafe.
0: Not until they saw one in the flesh.
4: Wow. <laughs> and I don't have friends, but I would think uh, of a cafe. Well. But, hey, that's me, Melbourne, yeah, I think, you know. <laughs> I think cafe before diner. Cafe culture here. But I'm they, a coffee snob.
0: They also, they did, uh, I did read amongst it that um, at that stage, cafes weren't a place you went and hung out at. It was like the um, L- Littlefield called it a bit of a head scratcher. The idea of setting it. Have them. Who's
4: Littlefield? Is he the same as
2: Littleford? <laughs> yes. Have we not? You <laughs> did flip back to Littleford earlier. Damn
0: it. What <laughs> so, if I've written it down that so way?
2: Littlefield, he thought it was, a, he was like, love the concept. They're like, it's at a cafe. What? What is that? <laughs> Scratch my head. Yeah. What do you mean?
0: Well, he, he That's a quote from him. He called it a bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Great. Can't tell Look. me more. I'm. I don't know. Good act out. Thank you.
4: He literally scratched his head. Oh yeah, I can hear it.
0: Well, I had a bit of an itch there. Oh, now they're <laughs> popping up everywhere. Oh, no, he's hey, going thought crazy. Thought of it. No, ah. don't. You'll make me itchy. Um. Uh, but he also said that they were completely ahead of the curve in what a coffee shop meant in a young adult person's life. They knew that they were this generation's new living room. Crane and Kaufman downplay that, though. They just were like, "No, we just thought it was a cool place to put them, and we walked past one. Yeah, we needed a spot. We weren't.
4: No, nah, it was a social commentary. Yeah,
0: and but also they're like, we weren't capturing, we didn't mean to capture the zeitgeist or whatever.
2: Nah, take it, take the credit. And they don't want it to be like Seinfeld, which is a diner, which is ex- a cafe diner. Yeah, it's, it's so exactly similar. the same thing. And they talk openly on the show about we're four people that never eat a meal at home. Yeah. So it is basically their living room. Yeah, but they're like, this is cutting edge. Yeah, I know it's
0: it's <laughs> interesting, but that I mean, this is all through uh, Waza Littleford, Littlef- Littlefold. <laughs> um, so the title I was saying before, um, that it was potentially uh, going to be called Insomnia Cafe. I hate it. You know that cafe they walk past? What mm. its name was? In- cafe. Insomnia Cafe. Friends. Right, oh, so they. I mean, they were.
2: <laughs> it was called friends. Sorry, Insomnia Cafe, which is a, to be honest, a pretty rubbish name for a cafe.
4: Um, uh, are they open twenty four seven?
2: I guess it was. Is it? Is that just about
0: caffeine keeping you up?
4: Well, it's stupid, regardless. Yeah, it's like
2: talking about one of the side effects of your biggest selling product. Yeah, that's dumb. not a good thing.
4: It's sort of like calling a bar Regret Bar, <laughs> Hangover Bar, lots of money gone, you sad pub, like. <laughs>
0: Casino. <laughs> casino.
4: <laughs> we rich. You not so rich. Casino. <laughs> you think you're rich, but we will soon change that casino.
0: It wasn't the only suggested name uh they had. Others what else they got? included. Uh, at one point it was called Six of One.
2: No. Nope. Six of One?
0: Yeah. Half Six a dozen of, one. of
4: the other. I don't like it. Was that another option? Half a dozen of the other?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Right. I don't know. That's that, that same yeah, that. Six but... and
0: one after that. It basically says same same, same, same difference. Yeah. Across the hall, I think it was one of Littleford's. Don't hate field. that, but no. And Friends Like Us, which I guess was shortened to Friends. Yes. Um, Yeah, Six and One. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with Friends, but at, at, at the time, someone who was involved in the thing were like, that sounds like a yawn or something like that. What a yawn. <laughs> friends. Yeah, it is like if you. Yawn. Can you, like, if you like, name a few other shows that are famous with a similar kind of name. Just a real basic description. Mash. So that'd be called Army Doctor. Army <laughs> Doctors, yes, right? Or even less than that, it'd probably be called Friends.
4: Cheers, and you could call it Booze Alcoholics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sad people. Uh, wings. Wings.
0: Plain men.
4: <laughs> Jag Navy uh. lawyer. <laughs>
2: That's good. <laughs> Welcome to Navy Lawyer.
4: <laughs> NCIS. You could call it NCIS. Nickers. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed that.
2: It's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so I think it was someone at the network who wanted to shorten <laughs> friends like Knickers. us to
2: friends. I bet Littleford took credit for it. Um, I, yeah, I, I was think... at a cafe trying to buy everyone a meal Because think... I'm a great guy
4: <laughs> They all insisted yeah. I walked out with 18 muffins
2: yeah. wow. <laughs> What am I going to do with 18 muffins? <laughs> I okay. threw, them out. <laughs> threw them out Into a homeless man's open arms Because I'm a great guy <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, friends like us, you know what? I'm just a friendly kind of guy And, then, and
4: then one day that homeless guy Became a billionaire and he bought me a helicopter <laughs> I couldn't say no
2: It would have been rude <laughs> Which I'm not. <laughs> Sounds like a great guy. If
4: you guys, if one of you ever offered me a helicopter, I'm going to play this back and be like, well, "I can't say no. It'd be rude." <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there now.
0: So when look, it's on the record. I will edit that out just in case. <laughs> Fingers
1: <laughs> crossed.
0: <laughs> um, the so so someone, someone suggested friends from the network. Um, and apparently they told them that that's what they wanted to call it at the friends same time. Friends from
4: the network.
0: Just friends, sorry. Ah. <laughs> Someone from the network wanted to, said, we want to call it friends, and they also said it on the same day, and we want to offer you uh, the Thursday night slot between Seinfeld and Mad About You.
2: Right, okay. so they are Which is a dream about, spot. Or about the Seinfeld influence, yeah, yeah.
0: And apparently executive producer Kevin Bright replied, if you put us on Thursday nights, you can call us Kevorkian for all I care.
4: <laughs> oh, very good.
0: <laughs> See, that's that's the kind of line that gets remembered 20 years later in an interview. They go, that is a that would have been tossing that around for a bit.
4: Oh, very quaint.
0: <laughs> Kevorkian.
4: I had a lot of sugar before. Can you tell? Yes. I could
0: tell. And Dave had a beer. Yeah. That's why it's party time in here. <laughs> Um, you're both crashing, guys. Could you pick it up a bit, Sorry, please? Give right. me get pep me up, please, please. All right. <laughs> you're doing a, a lot
4: of the heavy lifting here, Matthew.
0: Um, okay. Now let's talk about these titular Friends characters.
4: Okay. Um, we're 30 minutes in, quote unquote, Friends, and we're just getting to the characters. That... I love it,
2: detailed,
0: and also how they were cast. Mm,
2: um, auditions.
0: Yes. No. Right. Well, I can skip right beyond that. Part.
2: Catwalk mall search wow they were like that guy looks like a ross
4: <laughs> he's such a ross they said
0: which are you um dave
4: i don't know is that up to me Ooh. wow great question I don't know. very
2: self-aware dave very good and who's that is that chandler i don't know i think jess is jess is
0: chandler you're probably i don't
2: so can you explain what you mean when you say chandler I for think myself dave is ross around? Yeah, Dave's Ross. Is that so? He's a bit of a mess,
0: and I'm no. Phoebe, I reckon. What do, do you reckon about
1: that? Yeah. I've no
4: idea. Okay, you don't know. So what's no. the Ross trait? tweet in? <laughs> I would say I'm a combination of Chandler and Rachel. Rachel gets funnier. Like she starts off a bit. They sort of make her a bit what of. What are a you ditz. saying?
0: I'm. I'm confused. What are you saying there? You're. She's you're getting. Funnier. You're getting funnier. That means.
4: No, or that she gets funny, which
0: makes her more like you. Thank
4: you. Yes, I'm saying at Rachel's peak, funny
0: that's when she's sort of getting towards just getting close, you. but yep. no, Whitney, obviously okay. that makes sense to me. Mm. She's also a fashionista, she works in fashion, like me. Yeah, uh, whereas Dave's just a boring, sad sack called Ross. All right,
1: <laughs>
2: so Ross, yeah, a paleontologist. paleontologist. Uh, that's cool. Shut that's up, a cool Ross. Job. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you would think that, Ross.
2: So yeah, yeah. He's, he's... I'm Ross. <laughs> Why would I choose his career if I didn't think it was good? <laughs> that is
0: something that came up a lot in Friends apparently and has copped a bit of criticism in more recent times is that they were very kind of anti-intellectual. Any like, super smart character was normally viewed pretty unfavourably on it, <laughs> especially Ross and his friends. It's like, shut up, egghead, was kind of like yeah. a, a lot of jokes were different versions of that.
4: I would argue it hasn't really aged all that well.
0: No, I don't think it has.
4: Seinfeld's still great, guys. Mm.
0: Uh, So here are the characters. Ross Geller. uh, The part of Ross, the paleontologist uh, we're talking about, the Dave character, they had David Schwimmer in mind as uh, as Kaufman and Crane were fans of his, but Schwimmer at the time was keen to get back into theatre work. Apparently his agent convinced him to read for the part, though, and although others also read for the part, Schwimmer was the first actor cast for the show. Oh, nice. Schwimmer locked in.
4: Say Schwimmer again. Schwimmer. Thank you.
0: Uh, Monica Geller. His sister. Yes, that's true. The casting of (laughs) it wasn't a coincidence. Imagine they would written a a cast of six and two of them had the same surname by coincidence.
4: They could make up literally any names.
2: (laughs)
1: They're like, are these two
2: related? Ah,
4: yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) We better make a couple of quick edits. (laughs) Uh, Why are they
2: kissing in the first scene? (laughs) Oh, it's the new culture. Kids these days. (laughs) Yes,
0: is Gen X. Is what Gen X's do. (laughs) So the casting of Monica, who was a chef with a competitive personality, was much tighter. Apparently it was a real line ball call between Nancy McEwen and Courtney Cox. Apparently they wanted Cox for another character, Rachel, at one point. No. But Cox found the Monica character to be more interesting. In the end, the decision was left up to Kaufman, Crane, and also the EP, Bright, and they went with Cox, it was probably the most famous of the cast when the show started. No, none of them were huge names at all, but she had some sort of profile. Um, uh, she was had a recognizable face as she was in Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark film clip where oh. he pulled her up on stage and they danced together. Uh, in the dark? Uh, yeah, you know, in a dim, dimly lit arena. Uh.
4: Rename the song, Bruce. <laughs> Dancing in the dimly lit arena. <laughs> I love it.
0: Uh, that's she, my
4: autobiography.
0: She also had a stint as Michael J. Fox's girlfriend on Family Ties. Oh, that's right. Uh, she was in an episode of Seinfeld where she, pre- I think she pretended to be Jerry's wife to get, what was it, a discount on something or something? <laughs> Classic Seinfeld set of around. And she was also uh, in Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, as I think when you started
2: made... with the, she appeared in a music clip, I thought it was going to end there. I was like, yeah. the others really had zero profile if that was the, t- the best bit. Yeah. But she had done a bit. Done she had a done
0: bit. a bit, yeah. And I mean, everyone had done a bit, but hers were the high, probably the highest profile things. Mm. And that Dancing in the Dark film clip is genuinely a, like a very well-known classic Dancing
4: film in clip. a gym.
0: It. People, it's got its own dance, you know, that one where you you sort of do the swing and arm click.
4: God, you're cool.
0: <laughs> Joey Tribbiani. Joey, a
4: sleazy. Sleazly.
0: A sleazy, dim witted, aspiring actor who was played by Matt LeBlanc, and according to Littlefield, when Matt LeBlanc came into audition, he was just Joey. He <laughs> owned it. It was undeniable in the room. He was delightful. There was no nail biting on that one. Okay, that was was an easy easy casting. And we had Chandler Bing, the half Jess. Chandler <laughs> was the goofy goofy. Wise Kraken business executive. And when it came to casting him, the team thought it couldn't be any easier.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that too much.
0: No, just enough. Uh, but it turned out to be more complicated than they first thought. Uh, they saw John Favreau and John Cryer mm. uh, for the part. Uh, and they were also uh, interested in a guy called Craig Björko. Matthew Perry oh, actually.
2: Oh, So Jess seemed really interested by the other people, so um, I thought I'd try and... Uh, throw
0: Björko a bone? Yeah,
2: try and give him something. <laughs> no, um, no one cares about bjorko Don't pa- try to be as cool as
4: me.
0: Perry had already... And Matthew Perry, who ended up on the part. Um,
2: Spoiler alert.
0: Uh, Matthew Perry apparently coached Craig Björko and uh, that's probably not... Sabotaged
2: him. An coached him, like Little League no, soccer? What are you no, about? they
0: coached him. He said, this is, this is how I'd play it, and, and he... And because of that, they really liked Björker, but they found that out later. Um, so he was helping him.
2: That's really strange. I'm yeah, going for this feel, part. I going to teach feel you how it it.
0: But I think in, in part it was for this reason. I'm guessing they were friends on one hand. But um, in the end, they wanted Perry. But unfortunately for them, he was signed on to a competing pilot, right? So I guess maybe that's why he did, because he thought he was attached to this other thing. That pilot was called... you know about this? I hadn't heard about this. Enemies. LAX 2194. I don't like that. Which was about baggage handlers who sorted (laughs) aliens' luggage at Los Angeles International Airport in the year 2194.
2: Oh, get fucked. That is greenlit from me.
0: (laughs) That's a yes from me. Give
2: that 10 seasons. That is a hard no. Did that ever make it?
0: I've seen a clip from it. No, I didn't get past the pilot, um, luckily, for... Chandler, you could argue, maybe not, but it. uh, But he was
2: one of the main lead characters. He would have been,
0: yeah, he would have been right. He would have been in that and he was locked in for that. Uh, Then there was Phoebe Buffet. Kathy Griffin and Jane Lynch both went for the part of Phoebe, the ditzy hippie masseuse. And they actually met um, each other at the audition and became real life friends. Oh, that's cute. The uh, three of them at the audition. No, just Kathy and Jane. Oh, right. Um, but the team were keen for Lisa Kudrow to play the part, but she was already occasionally playing the character of Ursula, a waitress on Mad About You. And according to Littlefield, uh, star and EP of Mad About You, Paul Reiser was exceptional about letting her move to France. He loved that she was. Uh, she, he loved what she was doing on Mad About You, but it wasn't a series regular character. And then. They brilliantly came up with the notion that Phoebe and Ursula were sisters and she could pop up again on Mad About You. Brilliant. Perfect.
2: Isn't that brilliant?
0: That is. He Like, brilliant. he'll throw out praise. They figured out that they could just be sisters. That is brilliant. 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 This opens up a fun little shared universe thing between friends. So and I Baby. didn't know
2: about this, yeah.
0: Also, more surprisingly, potentially, it's a shared universe between Friends, Mad About You and Seinfeld might be surprising seeing as Seinfeld has called uh, Friends a rip-off of Seinfeld, um, how he would let that happen. But it sort of happened in a bit of a a backdoor way via Mad About You. This is what happened. So Mad About You ran from 92 to 99, Friends from 94 to 2004 and Seinfeld from 89 to 98. So they're all on air at the same time in 94 to 98. Ursula, who works as a waitress on Mad About You, becomes the sister of Phoebe from Friends. Mm -hmm. So that links those two shows. Also, one time Helen Hunt, who starred as Jamie alongside Paul Reiser on Mad About You, was once on Friends in character as Jamie, and at the coffee shop she confused Phoebe for Ursula.
1: Oh, she's
0: you know like oh, what are you doing a at crossover this crossover? Different... Yeah, yeah, just a just a little little nod there. Love it. Then on an episode of Mad About You, Kramer, a character oh. played by oh Michael Richards I on can't Seinfeld,
4: handle these crossovers.
0: Either I can't remember exactly what happened, but he either took over Paul Riser's old apartment or he was Paul Riser's tenant or something. And then and Paul in that scene even references the comedian from across the hall named Jerry.
4: Right. Oh.
0: So this links friends to Mad About You and Mad About You to Seinfeld, meaning that they all share a universe. One thing that mucks this up though a bit is that in an episode of Seinfeld, George, who's played by Jason Alexander, and Susan, played by Heidi Swedberg. Watch an episode of Mad About You in bed. Right. So how can they be in the same universe if yes. one of is still a TV show in that universe?
2: And also, Courtney Cox was Jerry's girlfriend.
0: But I mean, that's an actor thing. I think that's you can explain that away. Sure. But ha- having, I tend not
2: to overthink things like this.
0: <laughs> but them actually watching a TV show. Mm. I mean, you said you didn't over overthink it, but you were the one who brought that up. So you
4: asked a really complicated question. That's interesting. Wow. Okay, Matt. I'm sorry about him. No, that's fine. I didn't
2: think you'd turn on me like that for that, and I Dave,
4: you never know when we're going to turn.
2: I know. Sass twins. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you just freak out, yeah. and then at the end of the day, I really don't care for shared universes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't give a fuck.
0: I did my um, – when I was on um, the Weekly Planet on the Planet Broadcasting Network, I I went on to talk about shared universes, and I talked about this shared universe it's one of her real passions
2: wow you're a real expert then
0: borderline huh? wow i don't wanna I don't wanna um Warren what's his name myself little well, who knows
2: what his name is <laughs> little proud
0: a little proud I'm feeling a little
2: Warren little proud <laughs> uh Rachel green's another one of the characters tell us name green yeah every every other name's like you know like pop culture wise rung a bell I didn't know her last name was green I just guessed she's just Rachel yeah she's like share yes. <laughs> But for, but for the my, I think is Sh- that my go to example? I think
0: Share may yeah. now be a reference more on the show than The Simpsons.
4: Wow. But it's you.
0: normally that one reference. Thank you. Like Share? Mm. Thank mm. you. Mm. No, thank you. Yes, you're thank welcome. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> oh, uh, very right, good. Now, do you reckon anyone's ever noticed that before? That Share sounds a bit like Share?
4: Oh, I don't know that they have. Yeah,
0: well, that feels clever.
4: Oh, how very droll.
0: <laughs> uh, so, of Jennifer Aniston. Littlefield has said we loved her and wanted her. The problem was she was tied to another series, so we took her in second position. When it was time to go, what on. Was that me? So, um, I think it's I, you
4: know you start missionary <laughs>
2: <laughs> you change.
0: Thought so you are going second position. Second position.
2: Oh, let just you, you get that. a bit. Not me. I didn't say it. Just implied.
0: Uh, when it was time to go into production And start shooting episodes She was still under an option at CBS
2: What does that mean? <laughs> Sorry
0: And no one had, <laughs> had been successful about getting her released <laughs> From the... Dave, Dave you've, you've, You're having to work pretty hard For some of these now yeah. If you're finding innuendo in that uh, I was told That we had to replace her This is a little <laughs> There was too much risk, but I said, "No, we're not going to do that." I have a boner. <laughs> so yeah, no, I can see that that last one. I can see. Yeah, I won't can do see that. that last one. I do then for love. Um, <laughs> I have a boner. So they asked Littlefield. They said. Will you personally guarantee that if she doesn't get released that you'll finance the reshooting of these episodes? So they're shooting these episodes and it would it would cost them a lot of money to reshoot them if they had to swap her out.
2: Whoa, that would cost heaps.
0: And he, he said, he was like, well, no, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> um, we they, were, that was enough? He said, we were incredibly vulnerable and business affairs thought we were nuts. Every time we shot another episode with Jennifer, we put millions of dollars at risk.
2: Cool. But it
0: all worked out. Sounds like, yeah.
2: So just, not just the pilot, but like they were starting to s- film yeah. season one. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> they didn't legally have
0: a... Wait, hang on. What, is it, what did I say there? <laughs> yeah, another episode. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, he said, we also took Matthew Perry in second position to a futuristic <laughs> hour series at LAX, <laughs> but we didn't think that was much of a threat.
2: <laughs> oh, Brutal, but also accurate. Matt, we watched the pilot and read the summary, and it's not going to happen.
0: Man, I don't think... Perry's been super nice about the show. Either. It
4: sounds stupid.
0: I saw a little clip out of it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of get
2: Why well, I had so it so stupid?
0: What's the tall guy from Drew Carey show and from um, that? Ron
2: him? Styles from Whose Line? It's
0: him and he's like playing a like a robot,
2: Oh a part so robot oh.
0: sort of guy with a weird voice. You <laughs> won me
2: over. I'm back in. Oh, I'm yeah, Styles. no, that's what Ten- I was
0: watching. I'm like, this could be something. But
2: 10 seasons, I told you.
0: A bit of a. The clips I saw were a bit corny, but could have, it could have it could have grown into something maybe if either of those projects or both of them went forwards. And it, friends could have been like in a lot of trouble.
1: Mm.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: This show is brought to you by BetterHelp
0: i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for
2: my wedding.
0: That has been stress- <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. It feels a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel, that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit.
2: He, that he was saving for his wedding.
0: I didn't know that. <laughs>
2: com slash D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help com slash D-G-O. Uh, before the show
0: aired, the co-creator of Cheers, a man named James Burrows, had a good feeling about the show. So he brought the six stars to Vegas to party, telling them <laughs> to enjoy themselves as, quote, this is your last shot at anonymity. Once the show comes on the air, you guys will never be able to go anywhere without being hounded.
2: Have fun! She'd <laughs> be like, that oh, is okay. ama- an Amazing prediction.
0: Yeah, and this guy—he's like a TV legend. He's—he's he's, uh, directed over a thousand episodes of TV sitcoms.
2: And did he have a? a what, so, what was his position with Friends?
0: Uh, he did. He went on to direct some episodes, so maybe that's how he was connected there. But some—he'd he'd obviously seen some of. It. Maybe he directed some first season episodes. And he was like. But it had all been shot, but he hadn't uh, hadn't aired. And he's like, this is, he just knew it was going to be big. On September the 22nd, 1994 at 8.30 p.m., Friends premiered between Mad About You at 8 and Seinfeld at 9. In testing, the pilot rated as a high week. I don't know what that scale is, but I'm like. I
4: think that's me in general.
0: Yeah, you're a high week.
2: Yeah, I'm on the cusp of average. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is a low week better or worse than a high week? I, I, I read like it as high, a high
0: week's better than a low week.
2: You're, you're better at being weak.
0: I think it's there you no. go.
2: Yeah. Low, low week. Low week, high week. Medium week,
4: high week.
0: Low, good. Medium, medium good, good. High, good. So it's pretty low. Still. I think it's pretty low. But yeah. according to Littlefield, that's okay. Things don't always test great. But we were hopeful.
2: So why do you test?
0: Yeah, that's have confusing. you just them. ignore it. Yeah, that's confusing.
4: Have you ever seen a pilot of a show and gone, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. Like pilots are always a bit shit.
0: They've got to get through all the exposition yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You got
4: to give everything 3 episodes.
0: Uh, which is unfortunate because in pilot season they Yeah. They don't really do that. But I guess that then some of them get get picked up, and it's, it must be such a frustrating thing. It takes like the chance of getting to a pilot's a huge effort. Mm to get beyond that is huge and then to get to the end of a first season and into multiple seasons it's just so few would make it it's like mm-hmm. turtles eggs at a beach you know
2: yeah the chances of actually making it to be another turtle that drops off another other eggs it really makes you think <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i just like to have a deep thought about
4: second position yeah. <laughs> that turtles in second position <laughs> Uh, he said
0: it was not an instant hit, but there was this slow, wonderful build. I looked up the ratings and the first episode had 20 million viewers. <laughs>
2: that isn't it
0: a hit? I think that's a, that's a good... That's not seen as a, a blinder hit, but that is a really good... At the time, that would have been Australia's whole population.
2: Yeah, that's a high week.
4: Would you guys be happy if an episode of our
2: podcast got 20 million
4: listens?
0: Oh, what are we dropping down?
2: <laughs> yeah, just that would mean... Less than everyone in the country heard it. Yeah, we're required listening.
4: Yeah, you're right. That was a Too stupid question then. on my bo- on my part.
2: You never know what will turn on you. <laughs> so 20 million. I think they're like, oh
0: yeah, but it was. I th- I think that's still a, that's still <laughs> very link. good. But according to him, so build the ratings did build.
2: But I suppose you you're right when you said it's a great slot. Mad about you and Seinfeld yeah, uh, like peak. Yeah, they're killing it. So
0: people like. Uh, I'm around. gonna watch those uh. two. Should I?
2: I'll give the first. We're going to bother go. finding the remote. Yeah, and often the, the first one's higher, isn't it? And then people drop off. Yes. Then yeah. they find the actual audience.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but they the ratings built in this case. Ooh. And even by the end of the first season, they were regularly cracking thirty million,
2: which <laughs> is seen as being like bonus. <laughs> cracking thirty million bonus Every And that's week. just that's just the men watching. <laughs> yeah.
0: By the second season, they moved it to the eight pm time slot. And they never looked back. It was the Thursday night anchor for the rest of its run. But were the quote-unquote friends actually friends in real life?
2: Oh, wow. Drama! I'm really hoping for some sweet drama. I live for it.
0: Uh, According to Rolling Stone's 1995 (laughs) cover story about the show, the actors all got together to watch every show on Thursday nights.
4: That's lame. Uh, Like real friends. Really?
0: Yeah. And the three male leads travelled to Europe together after the first season wrapped. Also down the line, Jennifer Aniston became Cox's daughter's Godmother? Grodmother?
1: I <laughs> <Groddmother. laughs> well, was well, losing
0: my mind. Mo- I don't even realise I'm mispronouncing these words.
4: Grodmother? <laughs> Can
0: I
2: say Wow.
4: That doesn't sound favourable. Ve- it's very Hollywood. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. You've got we- a godmother, then a godmother.
4: Yes. yas. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, oh, what, a, yeah. What, what role does the grodmother play oh if you don't know oh, it's embarrassing to. it's rude to ask yeah. oh <laughs> it really is oh, i do apologize
4: can i please shotgun grodmother to all of your future children both of you yes you can
0: if you give them helicopters
4: Obviously, what kind of godmother would I be if I wasn't giving them my grod children?
2: I know it's rude to talk about, but that is obviously rule number one of being a godmother. Choppers. Chopper. Choppers for all. Get him to the chopper. <laughs> number one. For the christening, get him to the chopper.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, that's something people don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger was whoever that person was Grod godmother. Yeah. Is that even a real quote? <laughs> Get yeah. into the chopper. The show is sometimes called the sitcom for Generation X. According to the AV Club article I was talking about before, Gen Xs did not buy into the job for life corporations their parents did, understanding the jobs came and went, as did authority figures. <laughs> on the show symbolised... The man. And symbolised by a slew of unhelpful parents. But friends would always be there. Yeah, all
4: their parents are pretty shit. Yeah. If I remember incorrectly. Yes, I am, as always.
0: <laughs> In this cultural landscape, the Friends theme song, partially penned by the series creators, made perfect sense. Well, no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. A far cry from turning the world on with a smile or celebrating the happy days that are yours and mine. This is all still from a quote from that article. Waitress Rachel who starts the
2: song? Sorry, season. is this still the song? No. Oh, I was like, I don't remember this verse. <laughs> Gonna be this way, Rachel the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> was Wait, this the extended cut? When did you go from theme it's song like the to full, article? The full the far length. Cry, sorry.
4: The full length of uh, Prince of Bel Air. You know? Yeah, like
2: the full version. The full version. No one knows the second verse. Nah.
0: I thought I, I thought I was singing the song and then I... Was I not singing? No. No, you
2: didn't change tone at <laughs> all. And then I thought, I'm not a fan, but this doesn't sound familiar. Mm.
0: Y- your job's a joke you broke. Your love life's DOA. End song.
2: Right, because okay. I was thinking... DOA! There you go. Change of tone. Rachel
0: now he understands. the waitress is a great character. Well, I got through a full sentence before that.
4: No, but
1: I but honestly, was,
0: I was also song. confused. Yeah, what great. was the next sentence? Uh, a far cry from turning the
2: world a far on Far cry a smile. from <laughs> the world.
4: That Could be, don't, but don't you think that could yes, be? a lot. I was on your side until he said, "Rachel, the waitress." I was yeah, like, "Oh, hang that's on." That's
2: when I twigged or as well.
0: Celebrating the happy days. I mean, they're, they're quoting a couple of different, <laughs> couple of different sitcom theme songs. <laughs> uh, so they're saying they're saying that the song is a little bit more gritty than Happy Days theme or whatever the song that's. It's talking about turning the world on with a smile.
2: Okay, cool.
0: Uh, Waitress Rachel, who starts the series off by walking away from a secure future with (laughs) orthodontist Barry, despairs early on. What if it all doesn't come together? Chandler's job is so boring no one can even remember what it is and and most of Joey's income initially comes from being a subject in medical studies. Monica's (laughs) message to Rachel at the end of the pilot is, Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. So apparently that's that all sums up Gen X,
2: right? But I I vaguely remember reading about the, their lifestyle is impossible. Is DOA. No, no their the fact life. that they live in those those apartments in a great location in New York is impossible I think, to pay for on their wage. I the think for Ra-
0: for Rachel it might have been, but the um monica as a full-time chef chandler bing as some sort of executive Mm. business executive and ross as a paleontologist at a museum they i believe would have been fine so i think i actually vaguely vaguely remember in my readings that that was talked about how they were almost subsidizing the other three phoebe a masseuse Mm. rachel a waitress and joey an out-of-work actor Getting medical. Yeah, medical. And there's like,
4: like, like always long-running jokes or not really jokes, but it's like a subplot of Chandler like um, lending Joey money or paying for things.
0: Right. That's sort of how and they Even when they no longer away. live together. Right. Mm. Do
2: they explain how they all know each other?
0: Yeah. Um. So Monica and. Uh, Ross siblings. are siblings. <laughs> <So> they <laughs> went met... to school with Rachel. So Rachel met... and Monica were friends. They
2: met in the womb. In school. Uh, no, out, out of room. the room.
4: They are different ages. <laughs>
2: I knew that. Uh, Just playing dumb for comedic and effect. Then
4: it's, no, it's not fun when you explain that. So
0: that's how those are connected. Chandler
4: went to, those high school as well, I think, or right. college. Okay. College Ch- with Ross.
0: Chandler was college with Ross. Mm-hmm. So they all come out from Monica. Monica, was if they're all, it's very even, but if anyone was initially slightly more of the star than anyone else, it was Monica and her role. Like everything kind of revolves around her. To some extent, like it all sort of fans out. The group fans out from her, but uh, and and in those early episodes, she was the only one that had solo scenes. Or we, her friends outside of the group, we only met her co-workers and stuff like that mm. early on. But apparently, like very soon after that, they made it all very even, even screen time and stuff like that, or well, whatever. Who gives a fuck? All right, Um you I do
2: because you're giving this report, and I asked because I had no
1: idea.
0: Great, but I yeah I can't remember about Phoebe and
4: me either, and Joey. I don't remember where they came from.
0: Yeah, but hmm. the, I mean Chandler and Joey are like best mates.
4: Yes, but I don't I don't know when they when met.
0: Yeah, uh, by the end of the first season, even the theme song "I'll Be There for You" by the Rembrandts, we were talking about just before, became a hit. Hmm. Uh, this was. Not expected. It was never written to be a hit song. It was written specifically as the show's theme.
2: So did and it go for a full... It
0: went for less than a minute. <laughs> and and Kaufman and Crane are actually literally writers on the song. So, so I, don't, I don't think they ever expected to write a hit song. Um But when a radio DJ looped it to make it closer to the length of a normal single, it became so popular that they decided to add some verses and uh, release it as a single. When they did, it was a hit around the world, charting in the top ten in countries like Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Ireland, Norway, and Belgium. Wow! And it topped the Canadian charts for five consecutive weeks. Holy shit! Um, the cast were re- uh, moving on. <laughs> or Sorry, do you have any end quote
2: on those? Yes. <laughs> this is no longer the theme song.
0: Do you have any- it? Am- I am jumping around a little bit. Do you have any questions about the song there, Dave? Um, no, no. They-, they were a band for a little while before that, the Rembrandts. And they, I think it, it's one of those kind of cursed chalices mm. it would have made them a lot of money, but it's they went from playing little underground clubs apparently to playing huge shows.
2: But no, only people want to hear that one, yeah. People song. want to hear
0: that song, then, yeah. So I don't know whether they'd take it back or not. It must be nice to live a comfortable life, but it must be a bit tedious that no one gives a shit about the music you want to make or whatever. Anyway, so talking about money, how how much do you reckon they were paid per episode first season? First season,
4: yeah. ten grand per first, episode. Per
0: episode, yeah. I mean, it's not that fascinating. It was twenty two grand, twenty two and a half thousand dollars
2: per episode. Per episode, <laughs> it's pretty great, isn't it? He fucking joking? yeah, it's amazing.
0: I guess like it's almost like actors you make no money, but it's you're buying a lottery ticket every time you go to an audition,
2: and you might just oh, make if it you pick. get picked up, yeah. yeah. It's just like you holy go holy shit. of people on $0 a year. And other people's like, yeah, I made 400 grand last year. Yeah. And on a show that no one's even heard of yet. Yeah, that's right. It's like, what? It
0: could potentially not be seen, you know, not be a hit and you still get at least a really good year's wage. Um, So everyone was on the same wage in season one. Season two, uh, things changed a bit and different cast members started getting slightly different salaries. Really? Which makes
1: no sense. I
2: would be pissed off. Unless I was richer than everyone
0: else. <laughs> but then that, that would make you feel weird in different ways, right? I mm. think it's just an uncomfortable sort of scenario. And they, they agreed, according to the article on Emmys.com, which um, a lot of the quotes from Little Little Man and um, <laughs> uh, 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 Kaufman and, yeah, Crane. and Crane are from this article, very interesting interview. Um so, according to that article, it says prior to negotiating for season three, the cast decided to negotiate collectively, despite Warner Brothers' preference, who was obviously the studio, their preference for individual deals. Salaries were up to $75,000 per episode in the third season, then 85000 for season four. By season five, they were taking 100000 then one hundred twenty five. dollars and it hell. kept stepping up. Um, uh to return for season seven and eight, the six actors were, were paid seven hundred and fifty thousand per show i mean it's the biggest show in the world and then and finally um the last two seasons, one million per episode, yeah,
4: I knew they were doing a million. I thought it was just the last season, but the last two
0: and they um we're we talking
2: about twenty in a season, is it it's Ish. A,
4: yeah is that right like twenty million dollars.
0: And they um, what the fuck? And, and so they they all came together and negotiated as a as a group, basically a, a mini union. And yeah, they that's they, good. they threatened to walk off, and they obviously they got a super good deal because of that sort of stuff.
4: Well, I think that's fair because especially as you mentioned, like they get to a point where it's equal screen time, and they're an ensemble. Like there isn't a lead actor, and then like bit parts here and there where it makes sense if somebody's working five days a week, 12-hour days, and somebody else is doing three days a week short, you know, like that makes sense that they'd get paid differently. But these are all equals. Why? How would you reason that they would get paid differently? And it just
0: would just for camaraderie and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, it would be awful. According to Littlefield, uh, from day one, Marta and David, who was his Kaufman and Crane, put forth that this was truly an ensemble show. And very quickly, the actors said, we want to be treated all as equals. I think David Schwimmer knew exactly what would hold the cast together for many, many years to come. Everyone involved with friends made a tremendous amount of money, but it was really the wisdom of Schwimmer who said, I don't want to come to work in an environment where someone is making more. This is all our show and we should all be treated the same. The series ran for 10 years and during the time... Tu- okay, that was me. I thought I was on the same point, but I that, that was changing point there. So I can understand why you guys be confused <laughs> as a jump around. You heard there. it this time. Yeah, I did hear okay, it Okay, yeah, great. That should be a... I should really... Normally my reports are it's one big flowing thing, but this is just jumping in and out of different
4: things. Right. Mine are all dot points.
2: Isn't that fun? Do well, you have... It's fun we different people. dot points. Yeah. Because we never look at each other's reports. Yeah. You don't write dots. it out. Yeah, right. I do it with uh, paragraphs with headings on each sort yeah, of section nice, so yeah. I can look back through if I need to.
0: That would have saved me in this case.
2: Do you have any idea how much Crane and Kaufman mm. made from the show? No,
0: like, I'm not sure. But they, be, I imagine more making even, as creators. Even
2: more like creators. And do they write a lot of the show as well?
0: Uh, I don't think they were. Uh, I'm not sure
2: but about But as that.
4: creators, would they get cut of other things?
2: Well, like merchandise. Yeah, and... maybe. Well, I, I imagine that every time it's syndicated. So, for example, if yeah. it's on Netflix or something, a thing like that, and it keeps getting repeated, I think that's big money. Yeah. Whereas maybe
4: the cast don't get. I think they'd get Would some. Would they get a slice of that? Oof. Yes. So all I need to do is land a TV show.
2: In yes. America, and it has to be the biggest show of the generation. I don't think that's impossible. <laughs> Not too much to ask.
0: No, I don't think that's too much to ask. Do you
4: think I could ever get to a place? I was, You are the wrong person to ask you, my biggest cheerleader. I was going to say, do you think I could get to a place where I could get paid a million dollars for an episode? Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean... I mean,
0: No doubt about that. I'm surprised year of Bob. Is it not happening
2: already?
4: Every year he says, this is your year. Every, and every year.
2: Every year it's been a better year than the last. Every year he says, this is the year you get paid $1 million in one single week.
0: God. I, think, I think Crane and Kaufman did also... Right for the show. Yeah. Right. Said a quick, but that that would make sense. Yeah. That's so that's sort of their background.
2: So we don't know how much, but it's safe to say they uh, got a ton of money. And they're producing
0: EP creators. Yeah. Like they yeah. had a few different roles, a
4: few different hats. A few different
0: hats. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they had all that money. They could buy a
1: few you different
4: could hats. You can buy a fancy hat. No yeah. problem. Gold
0: plated hat. No one's going to ask you any questions when you walk around with a bit of a gold plated hat. <laughs> a fedor.
4: Gold plated fedor. Oh, it's
0: going to be that for sure. All right. New point. The series ran for 10 years, and during the time, uh, many of the cast went through marriages and parenthood. Lisa Coudreau was the first to get pregnant, and they wrote this into the show in season four. Though Kudrow was unsure about Phoebe getting pregnant as well, the writers came up with a storyline where Phoebe would act as a surrogate for her brother's triplets.
4: So she was genuinely pregnant then?
0: She was genuinely
2: Oh, that's cool. Did she genuinely have triplets? No.
0: No. Oh. She genuinely had a... One son. A single. A single, yeah, as we call them. (laughs) A single. Uh, In the final season, though, when Courtney Cox was pregnant, it was not written into the show. And this was because in the show there had already been a storyline about how Chandler and Monica couldn't have kids. Mm. Instead, they used camera tricks, props, and costumes to hide the pregnancy.
4: I love when they do that because it's so obvious, like really big bags. All of a sudden they're wearing very baggy clothing. I was watching... uh, when I was watch, I-, I had like Will and Grace on. I wasn't watching Will and Grace. So I had the TV on, and Will and Grace was on. I just want to make that very clear. Right. <laughs> I don't know why.
2: And what what room were you sitting in? I
4: was in the Triple J studio. I was trying to avoid saying that, and, and I was on radio.
2: <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew you. You just wanted to talk about. it. Yeah, You're the Bob, Matt. I you mentioned it. We don't on. have to finish the story now. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: had the TV on, and like no sound or anything. It's just like moving pictures, but Grace for the entire, like, five-minute scene was sitting on the couch and had a blanket pulled up way too high, like, um, in a strange position and a cushion on her because she was reading a book. But, like, it, it was so obvious.
0: Why not just put her behind a bench?
4: Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that.
0: <laughs> put her in a cardboard Behind box a vase, yeah. Oh, we're moving <laughs> <All of> again.
4: <laughs> in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she just has this giant, one of the characters, the character is not pregnant, the actress is, and she has this giant handbag that she sort of holds across her front in a very natural way that women hold handbags.
2: <laughs> On the X-Files, oh. they wrote in Julian uh, Anderson, mm. what? Well, Uh, She was pregnant in real life, but Scully wasn't pregnant. So they uh, just made her get abducted by aliens and they were performing like weird things that looked like they were suctioning her large stomach, which is just (laughs) a pregnant belly. But for a non-pregnant woman, it looked weird. (laughs) (laughs) What are these aliens doing? Oh, weird.
0: New thing. Friends is an interesting example of changing social standards. There were things in the show that caused a lot of controversy at the time that probably wouldn't now and vice versa. Uh, I haven't gone into these heaps, but uh, one instance, uh, Kaufman remembered that there were groups that decided that things should not be represented on television. The two I remember specifically were 1996's, the one with the lesbian wedding. Mm -hmm. So people didn't like that in the 90s, the lesbian. And you can't imagine that would cause a lot of controversy now.
4: You'd hope not. Uh,
0: And then there was one with condoms where there was one condom left and Monica and Rachel were fighting over it, oh, which yeah. i got to, Uh We weren't even allowed to show the condom. It had to be in a box. And you'd think that would be, I think that wouldn't
4: be an issue now. I think if you have a communal box of condoms with your housemate. You're yeah. in a
0: party house. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah I mean, that's it's... what I was
4: getting to. Yeah, I was like, good for you guys yeah, you for guys... pulling your money and buying a big box of yeah. <laughs>
0: woo <Woo-hoo>, high five. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Saving money, saving the environment, saving, saving. sexual health.
2: But I've only Very used point. four in this box and they're all empty. You've used eight. Mm. That's not fair. Yeah. Economically it doesn't work out. It's yeah. silly. It tears people apart. Yeah. When sex is about bringing people together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, he's right yeah, in so true. many ways, but also I hated that he said that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so both those shows did go to air though So they did have a show called The One with the Lesbian Wedding Or yeah. did they, did yeah. a group Yeah, no,
0: so that was aired but they oh, copped right. a lot of flack I thought for they may have um,
2: um, yeah. not been allowed to
0: No, but they were, it just caused issues They weren't allowed to show the condom, that was true They had to mm. show the Dingers. box Dingers And um... <laughs> I think those things would be fine now, but in recent years, the show, especially, it feels like in, in the last six months, especially, show's been getting some retroactive controversy from yeah. the way they portray a range of issues. In recent times, I, I just, I just w- went on a search trying to find articles about this, and there mm-hmm. were so many. So just a few examples. There's an article called Millennials Watching Friends on Netflix, Shocked by Storylines. Mm. Um, Still Friends, The Trouble with Old Sitcoms, <laughs> and probably my favorite... Could friends be any more problematic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and these articles talk about how friends included fatphobic, homophobic, sexist, transphobic jokes. Uh, also featured very few non-white characters, like very, very few, maybe mm. two across the ten years. Uh, there was
4: also an English girlfriend. Wow, diversity.
0: Yeah, they talked about that a bit. They were that was yeah they went over to England. And that was sort of that was why that was the storyline was written in as sort of a time because they were huge in England, so they wanted to go right. over. And apparently Richard Branson and um Fergie did cameos in it. And I think I read Kaufman saying that she kinda like looking back, probably didn't need those sort of stunt
2: Yeah, I mean it's already huge.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah, an interesting one. But didn't necessarily need Richard Branson to be on there. Yeah, um, they
4: really um they like the they joke hard about Ross's ex-wife being a lesbian, yeah, and it, that that's shameful to him,
0: right? Yeah, you yeah. know,
4: it's really embarrassing for him, or yeah, uh, and they're very uncomfortable around her relationship.
0: And there's that weird, weird um, storyline where um, their kid has a male nanny who was like yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. or something, and and Ross was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> How can you be a man? And a <laughs> yeah, and he was really? like, he felt really uncomfortable about it, and yeah. l- everything they showed, like the the nanny was like super good with his kids, but he like in the end he said, I can't deal with it. You got to fire him.
2: But is that maybe just a joke about how he's a weirdo? Like it's- was that weird at the time. Like even people were watching, like, who- or is it more t- t- with like, like
4: wives being upset if the if the nanny was too good looking? Yeah, I don't then, know.
2: Yeah. It just it just seems Which, it seems so bizarre. bizarre. Yeah, I saw it I saw
0: it a couple of years ago I'm like, I, yeah, but it's hard when you're watching things out of context. Right. Mm. To so, understand if it's the time or if that was, that was you know, what the intention was even at the time. Yeah. <laughs> some it's, of them it's pretty clear, like some of them are just clearly homophobic jokes and
4: Yeah. It's funny that at the time I reckon it was probably like kind of progressive. Because I also read recently that I hadn't really noticed at the time you just sort of let it wash over you, but all three female characters have kids but in uh, non-traditional ways. Right. So whether that's Phoebe is a surrogate, uh, Rachel's a single mum and Monica can't have kids, so adopts. So, like, people are kind of praising it that way for being quite progressive and, and showing, uh, representing that kind of, like, that's a bit diverse, but... Then you look at so many other things, and you're like, "No, you fucked up a lot too or or I don't know, not fucked up, but it doesn't age that well now, I think,
0: yeah, it's trickier like how 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 should you judge something like that yeah, if you yeah, if I don't know it's a it's a it's a tricky one. I'm not smart enough to have, have yeah, I an can't quite it. figure it out <laughs> Dugan's probably not the place people come for such um yeah, anyway. sure.
4: yeah, let's make more jokes about second position,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is also a uh, What a ballet move.
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) there's there six positions? Mm.
2: (laughs) Sex or ballet?
4: Which one are you talking about? Sex. I only know
2: of three positions sexually.
4: And ballet.
0: Standing, sitting, lying. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yes. That's three?
2: And upside down. Four. (laughs) Four. Wow.
0: The mythical fourth position.
2: (laughs) But you have to go to space to do it, so it's very hard. It's expensive. It is very hard. Whoa.
1: (laughs) So hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, as the show blew up, so did the fame of the cast And the producers of the show Accommodated their desires to head to Hollywood With flexible shooting schedules uh, During the Friends run, for example to, uh, just, I'll list a few of the movies that the actors did Lisa Kudrow was in movies like Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion Fuck, it's good Romy, it's Romy, isn't it? Romy, it's Romy Which yeah. is a, a, a re- it's known as being a, a cracker of a movie Cult classic Uh, Analyze This, and she was also in Analyze That. Jennifer Aniston was in She's The One, Office Space, which is another classic, and Bruce Almighty. Courtney Cox was in Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 3. Uh, Matthew Perry was in Fool's Rush In, Three to Tango, and The Whole Nine Yards. David Schwimmer was in Six Days and Seven Nights and Picking Up the Pieces. And Matt LeBlanc was in Lookin' Italian and Ed. And Ed is a movie where he played baseball with a chimp. And I cannot wait to do it on Primates.
2: Mm. Anyway, sounds like did you list that in order of success? Just then, uh, sounded a little bit like it. And he played. He was in Ed.
0: <laughs> yeah, he. Ta-da. His movie career. I don't. I think Ed was you know, but was like a big vehicle for him. But yeah, I don't, even post Friends, feel like
4: he's just sort of stuck to more television stuff. Yeah, he's but
0: television working. is the new movies, oh. babies.
4: Babies,
0: babies, ah <laughs> uh-huh.
4: uh, babies.
0: Uh, Littlefield said our cast was in demand as we watched their popularity soar. I haven't done an accent from until now. Why until now? Until
4: halfway through that sentence, we
0: knew they had choices.
4: Oh god! And
0: the one thing
1: it's the so producers
0: bad. were great about Ugh. was that there be enough time during hiatus. I'm so sorry, Mary where they could do. Matt, no There was flexibility in when we would start back up.
2: What are you doing? That was great. <laughs> okay, thank you. Dave. Two different takes, but <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> God,
0: you're good. Just didn't just didn't realize I was doing very very specific dialect. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, Midwest. Midwest. Midwest, Ohio, Mid- baby. Midwest. Mid Midwest, yeah.
2: Yeah, not low, low, medium. Yeah. Whatever the scale was before. It was a high, high
0: high, week Midwest. High week. Uh, movie schedules weren't the only obstacle for the producers. A few seasons into the series, Matthew Perry started to battle with addiction to prescription drugs and alcohol.
1: Yeah.
0: Littlefield remembered noticing that Perry had become almost frail and realizing that there was a problem. He approached Perry's management and the producers of the show, and they acknowledged that there was a problem. In 1997, Perry went to rehab. He again went to rehab in 2001 and years later when interviewed on the BBC, he said that, quote, I don't remember three years of it. I was a little out of it at the time, somewhere between season three and six. That sounds
2: pretty out of it. You can't remember any of
0: it. Yeah, but he did stress that he was never high at work, just painfully hungover. Oh, wow. Um, In
2: some ways, is worse for, for your performance. Yeah. Arguably.
0: So the season did very well. Rated high. The whole way through, very consistently rated high. But the final, the finale rated, it's bloody socks off, over 50 million viewers. Not as high as Seinfeld, but, you know, whatever. Um, one of the main storylines that ran through the show was the relationship between Ross and Rachel.
4: On again, off again, we were on a break, etc.
0: In the pilot, Ross asks Rachel, can I ask you out sometime? And she says okay, but it's not for a year and a half before they finally go out. Crane saw one, all right, this is as well I've written it. Crane saw one, one of the biggest challenges. <laughs> and that's what threw me.
2: Crane <laughs> saw... <laughs> he saw one, one of the biggest challenges. But then he saw one, two. <laughs>
0: Crane saw one of the biggest challenges for them was keeping the audience in- invested in the relationship. And when Friends finished up on May 6, 2004 with the episode The Last One, the Ross and Rachel arc came to a close with Ross confessing his love for Rachel and they lived happily ever after, we assume. It was a, it was almost like a, the cliche thing. I think he had to apparently had to run to the airport to stop her. He was at the wrong airport.
1: Mm.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a bloody series of events. It's a real comedy of errors. In that episode, Monica and Chandler um, and their adopted twins moved to the suburbs as well. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of big things there. I think Phoebe and Joey were also in the episode.
2: Um <laughs> they, they didn't end up together. Nah. Oh. No,
0: they did. They talked about it they like we we couldn't do that. That would be too like neat. Yeah. Littlefield Littlefeld was no longer <laughs> at the network by this time, but his fantasy, he said, was that Chandler and Joey <gasps> having a spin-off together. Um, but that wouldn't have made a lot of sense with Chandler and Monica having moved to the suburbs to start a family. Instead, NBC made Joey, a spin-off series focusing on Matt LeBlanc's. Joey character. Oh? The titular Joey. The series took over the time slot from friends but failed to gain a big enough audience and was cancelled during the second season. Crane and LeBonc. Oh my god. Talking has been so difficult today. You're nearly there, mate. Crane and LeBonc. Blonc. LeBonc. LeBonc. Crane had a LeBonc in second position. Crane and LeBonc in second position later teamed up again in 2011 for a new comedy series called Episodes. Mm hmm. Heard about this? Yes. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this series found more success, and it aired five seasons. In it, LeBlanc plays a version of himself, which scored him the 2012 Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical. Do you know
2: that? That's cool. And but, he was sort of critically acclaimed, but I didn't know the how. Did he? But he won wa- awards for playing he, himself. Yeah,
0: I I didn't realize that either. I've seen some of it, and I think it's pretty good from what I've seen.
4: What a rave review! <laughs> I've seen some of it, and it's all right.
0: I think. (laughs) It's you know, there is often discussion. It's no Ed, I assume. (laughs) I can only assume that is. Which one was was uh, was up for Razzies, Ed? So he's won awards at either end of the spectrum. Um, There is often discussion about uh, some sort of reunion, but it doesn't sound like it will ever happen, according to Kaufman. One of the reasons there would never be a reunion is because the show was about that time in your life when your friends are your family. Stop pitching it to me, Kaufman. <laughs> no, you got the it. you got the pilot I, up already. You got it.
4: Yeah. Now by this stage, like all their kids would be grown up and yeah, just they you know, don't like, see each other anymore. No. no
2: how old would their kids be? Oh, they I so saw that school, on mid high school, wouldn't they?
4: It depends on the kid. I saw that on um on social media recently it was like ben would be this age the twins would be this age right well
0: yeah. the twins were right at the end right yeah when did i say the season finished but
4: ross already had a kid i think
0: oh yeah Ben. that was ben right yeah oh i saw a great i was watching a few there was a little um a special film with conan o'brien asking him questions on set mm. and they were throwing like um, um what do you call things that go wrong on a thing Bloopers? Bloopers, thank you. Wow. That was was a blooper. They had Ben. There was this one scene where um, Ross was determined to hear Ben's first word. Mm. So he's going to him, Ben, say dada. I'm going to tell your mum you said it either way, so you (laughs) may as well just say it. Say dada. And he's meant to not say anything. Mm. And he kept going, dada. (laughs) The baby. The baby. The actor. (laughs) Kept fucking him up.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's so cute, Which is, uh, And, and,
0: and he's, he's saying to Rachel uh, and Jennifer Aniston every time. Was like,
4: oh. <laughs> oh so David,
0: David Twim, is melting David, into herself.
2: David Schwimmer's just cracking the shit. Shut up! You're ruining my scene. <laughs> I'm David Twimmer.
0: I'm so, I've done it mid-quote mid, mid uh, quote again. So she said, one of the reasons why it will never be a reunion is because the show was about that time in your life when your friends mm. are your family. And once you have your own family, it changes. Once Rachel had a baby and Monica and Chandler had their babies. Life changes, and the show is no longer the show.
4: Wow.
0: It's big, it's deep. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, Courtney Cox has said that she had enough trouble trying to bring all six friends together for a reunion dinner, let alone getting them together to do any sort of reunion show. Though late-night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel had a mini friends reunion with annison Coudreau and Cox reprising their characters for a sketch.
4: <gasps>
2: Fun.
0: Didn't say it, but I imagine it would have been a lot of fun. Dave, disagree?
2: No, no, no. That silence is 100% yes. Wow. That's bad
0: radio.
4: Yeah, that is not
2: great for us.
0: Give us a little friction. Yeah. Give us a little bit a of nod. light and shade.
2: Oh, I hate Kimmel. That guy is a prick. Wow. Is that, is that good enough? Yes. <laughs> don't, don't believe that at all. But well, I am more of a Fallon kind of guy. You're a Fallon guy. Yeah, I think so. I don't care. <laughs> uh, neither do I, to be honest. I don't care either way. But if I had to pick one, Jay Leno, baby, really? No, oh, he's probably my least favorite. Wow,
0: this is.
4: A I pl- cannot get a read on him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let us in, Dave. A yeah, lot
4: late night. <laughs> and the, but as soon as you go, really? goes, no, no, no. They're stupid. What do you think? Yeah, me too.
2: At used to like James Corden, but now he seems pretty freaking annoying. He's annoying. Who do you like? I don't like any of them.
0: I was, I was like Letterman growing up.
2: Yeah, you're big into Letterman, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Craig Ferguson, I thought it was great. But oh, he's all right. But they're both done now. I think the current one's probably... Colbert?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked him more as a character.
0: Yeah, same. Conan,
2: probably. Mm. Yeah, I like Conan. He seems like a cool guy. Mm. But uh, I thought All I, those shows are a, a bit
0: boring it. now, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah I never and their
4: it. interviews are no just good. Just stop the monologue.
0: It's, yeah. The that's so bad. Monologues are dead.
2: Topical humour is just so boring. Hmm. Did you see this in the news? You see this? No. <laughs> and I work in the news. That Craig Ferguson's
0: monologues were great fun because he sort of, he fucked with them a little bit. He went right up and did it down yeah, the barrel. True. That was funny. He actually, sh- he- I'm talking about, he actually <laughs> would shake the camera. Can you believe it? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The crew must
2: have hated him.
0: <laughs> I went to a taping and he... And he sort of, he fucked with it all. Like he, he, they shot the first two things out of sequence. So he'd he'd plant a callback. He'd do a something that we knew was going to be coming up. He'd call forward to it or something
2: like that. It was real fun anyway. Wow. <laughs> what a story. Will you be telling that on uh, your late night appearance?
4: Matt, that was so great. Thank you for being so brave and vulnerable in the space. I just
0: want to be present. Yeah.
4: And you are. And we are.
0: Does anyone want to help me edit this
2: episode? God, no. You know oh. when I listed topical humour as my favourite? <laughs> that kind of humour is way better. <laughs> Get on with the report. There was there was also a near
0: full cast reunion when all but Matthew Perry appeared on a televised tribute to James Burroughs, the man who took him to Vegas. Um, Perry couldn't be there because of an acting commitment. In the lead up to dot <laughs> Fortune.com went through some of the show's achievements, including in the 10 we're very close then, by the way in the 10 seasons in which friends aired it consistently ranked in the top 10 of the final season ratings even in its first season its popularity never waned right up to the final episode which mm. pulled in an astronomical 52.5 million viewers
4: astronomical is such a good word
0: in syndication friends continues to attract the same huge audiences that it did when it was Hot off the presses. According to USA Today, Warner Brothers earns $1 billion annually in syndication revenue. Wow. Shit. $1 billion.
2: So they're all still getting paid
0: heaps. When the cast rene- <laughs> re- renegotiated their deals, Jess has done a little bit of a Dr. Evil there. Yeah. One oh, I missed it. When the cast renegotiated their deals as a team, Fortune.com says, They receive two percent of the show's syndication income, so every member of the core cast makes approximately twenty million dollars a year. Ongoing.
4: What the actual? You'd never need to work again. Why the fuck are they in movies? Well,
0: they're not really.
4: And Jennifer Aniston's done quite a bit.
0: Yeah, because she just loves loves working.
4: Courtney Cox can fuck off.
0: Cougar Town.
4: Fuck off, Cougar Town. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We're taking down
2: the big greats
1: here.
0: What's Matthew Perry done lately? He was in uh, the the rebooted um, Odd Couple.
4: All of you fuckers! Swimmer played Kardashian's
0: dad. He was also Merman on that um, Madagascar series.
4: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: The the Giraffe is that? I
4: think that's his name. No, it's not.
0: He was also he was on a he played um, uh, someone in a podcast serial I listened to. Okay, Big Bucks. So he's doing really well. No, it was like it was like a big budget podcast.
4: A big budget podcast. It was a
0: budget podcast. It what are a... we? We're a budget podcast. That's sure, <laughs> for sure.
4: There's <laughs> um, two
2: types of budgets. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I heard the tone difference. Yeah,
0: the whole episode felt like a bit of a a, a fact, fun fact episode rather than much of a story, right? But, but you have fun. But facts. I do have some fun uh, facts potentially. I will fun? decide. You will decide. Here they are. The list of guest stars is pretty epic. And includes, this is on Friends, probably. Brad Pitt. Yes. Oh, can you name any others? Uh, Magnum P.I. Yes. Tom Selleck.
4: Gre- Greg Kinnear. He, I don't have him on there, but he's a in I don't have him on it. there, but yep. Um, all right, listen. Julia listen.
0: Roberts, George Clooney, Robin Williams, Charlton Heston, Sean Penn. Holy shit. And Bruce
4: Willis. I don't remember. I remember Bruce Willis was dating yeah, Rachel, Rachel, right? Yeah. But I don't remember Julia Roberts. Hmm. That's cool. I love Julia Roberts. Uh,
0: one star who asked me on the show that was knocked knockbacked was Juzzy T, Justin Timberlake.
4: He asked me asked.
0: According to Crane, we had a meeting with him and he was lovely, but we didn't have a good part for him. Kaufman said, my kids were furious. They wanted to kill me. That feels weird. You feel like you... They, f- right they, found, they found a part for Fergie. Yeah, you, I was thinking the same thing. Timberlake Fergie. can actually act.
4: He's an- Elle McPherson was in it.
0: Yeah, I she reckon- was no good. You can find a role for
4: most of those cameos were bad. Right, like Bruce Willis was not good in Friends. Oh right. Um, Tom Selleck was good. okay. He was a recurring character though.
0: Have you seen Bruce Willis in the movie Die Hard? Because he's very good in that, that. Christmas
1: film. Yes. Yes, so I have.
2: good in that Christmas film. Yeah.
0: But, uh, I love how Brad the sleigh Pitt, bells are jing, jing, jingling.
4: Brad Pitt is terrible in Friends. He really? sucks so bad.
0: He's a good actor. Have you ever seen him in the movie? Die Hard? Die Hard. He oh, saves my a fucking
2: day. Oh, does he? Brad Pitt. Bloody hell.
1: Yeah.
4: Very versatile. Hmm. Anyway, my point is we all make mistakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, by saying no to Justin Timberlake. Correct. Which we'll never do as a podcast.
4: God, no, when he inevitably comes a knock-knock-knocking on our door. Lesson learned,
0: we'll find a place for him. Speaking of knock-knock-knocking on doors, (gasps) at the beginning of the series, Monica's doors had the number 5 on it. The producers later realised that it didn't make sense as Monica lived on a higher floor. They changed her apartment number to 20. The number on Chandler's apartment also changed from 4 to 19.
4: God, that
2: was fun. It's weird that they... Wow. It's... Matt, it's a weirder people at home are gonna notice. You changed
4: more. the numbers?
2: But the house the, Yeah, that's but the crazy. apartment stay crazy. The, the apartment stay the same?
4: Wow. Yes.
2: That's that brings up way more questions for people at home. Yeah. Than not changing it.
4: But also how could the people at home know what level they were? They were up some stairs, but they could still have been number four. Or five. That's fine.
2: I reckon they had a board meeting about this.
4: Yeah, that's fucked. But thank you so much for that incredibly fun fact. Oh, thank
0: you. I'm going to choose to take that sincerely. (laughs) You're two from two here. (laughs) Not long before. This is the final one. Not long before Bruce Willis did a stint on Friends, as we just mentioned. Mm. He made The Whole Nine Yards with Matthew Perry. During the shoot, Perry bet with Willis that the film would be number one in the box office on the opening weekend. It was number one on the opening weekend. Perry won the bet, meaning that Willis had to donate his fee for appearing on Friends to Charity.
2: Why would you bet against your film doing well? I just, it just sounds like
0: Bruce Willis is a fucking badass. That's why.
2: I think this film sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, pict- that's <laughs> I'm picturing him. He's in his trailer going, this is a piece of shit. And Perry's <laughs> no, like, man, you're in it, I'm in it. It's going to be number one. I bet you. I bet you. And he's like, <laughs> whatever. That's amazing.
0: It's just money.
2: He thought it was going to suck. Oh, that's fun. Jess, do you think?
4: Sure. Great. Not as fun as the one where they changed the yeah. numbers because of a layout. Oh, Error. wacky.
2: That is,
0: yeah, that's what I, was, I should have probably called it. Oh,
4: a wacky, wacky fact. Wacky fact. Love it. You can
0: get wacky fact. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that was great. Is that the end of your report, Matt? That is that was yeah.
0: great
4: stuff. Great stuff. i got to say. Oh no, wait, no, sorry. We should applaud him in an appropriate manner.
1: <laughs>
0: For those who don't know, uh, that's that's the, they clap in the theme song. Imagine if yeah, if you, you made would have this listened far. this far if you didn't.
2: No, I.
4: So no one told you life was gonna be this way.
2: Now I, you say people that might not be fans, not a huge fan, didn't know too much about it. Still really enjoyed that, so oh, thank you. Thanks, Dave. That's very nice. Yeah, well done. And I'd great. like to also thank the man who shall not be named that that uh, suggested this topic, who has been struck from the internet record.
1: Yes.
0: Will Baron? Maybe that's what the Baron is. He's ba- he's he's living on barren soil. Oil. Yes. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> His will is barren because. He's not left anything to anyone. <laughs> because he doesn't exist? he doesn't exist. Uh, he's got no possessions.
4: Wow. Do you think? Love it. I love it so much.
0: Hey, you know what we normally do? With it? Jeez, I feel like I'm carrying you guys tonight. You know what we normally do to finish off <laughs> the show? It's our fun new segment called Fact, Quote or Question.
3: Oh, okay, right. now we're
2: making jingles. Okay. And it comes from someone... <laughs> it comes from uh, one of our Patreon supporters. If you want to give back to the show if you uh, want to, want, just want to keep us going and uh, you listen every week, you can go to patreoncom go on pod check out all the rewards you can get in exchange, including shout outs. Uh, you get to vote for the topics that we actually uh, so get to shape the show and you, you also can get two bonus episodes per month. And as Matt is about to say, if you're at the Sydney Sheinberg level, we'll read out a fact quote a question of your choosing.
0: And this week, our fact, quote, or questioner is Kevin Ulysses
2: Packrad. What a name, Kevin Ulysses Packrad.
0: And you also get to give yourself a title, and Kevin has given himself the title of Junior Vice President of Cannoloni Production.
2: <laughs> I love Canalone. Love it. I think it, it
0: maybe it was. Yeah, I'm guessing that was for your benefit.
2: I mean, it, it goes down my weird esophagus quite nicely. <laughs> and. <Ooh. laughs> Jess, I live with this. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Your condition sickens me.
4: (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Again, thank you for being brave and vulnerable in this space.
2: Thank you so much.
4: And uh, thanks for cooking, uh,
2: well, cannelloni or overseeing production of cannelloni, Mm. Kevin Ulysses.
4: Uh,
0: And Kevin has chosen to give us a fact. Oh. And... Here it is. It's a paragraph here. James Joyce's Ulysses is one of the hardest books to read in the English language. Though it has a huge cult following and people every year dress up as the characters and read from the book on the day June 16th. Which is the day the book takes place and also called Bloomsday. After the main character, Leopoldo (laughs) Bloom. But why June 19th? Joyce's. Did
2: you not just say June 16th? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have sold me a puppy, Kevin.
2: <laughs> but why June 19th?
0: <laughs> it's not, or it is. Right. Whichever date it is, Kevin, you son of a
2: gun. i got to say, we don't fact check our fact quota questions. I have we, not read
0: this cool. yet. I wanted to learn with everyone. Okay. <laughs> Joyce chose this day since it was the day he had his first date with his future wife. Nora Barnacle. I'm starting to wonder, is this a real fact, Kevin?
2: I've definitely Nora Barnacle? That does sound familiar, but it does take place on Bloomsday Heather.
0: Bloomsday. Uh the two
4: June something or other. Either the sixteenth <laughs> or the nineteenth. Whichever one you can make, love. You can't come on the sixteenth, right, we'll do it on the nineteenth.
1: Alright. <laughs> but why the nineteenth? <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: The Mormon? <laughs> the two actually had a pretty avid affair, showing so much affection in the letters they sent to each other. Ooh. From one of the letters Joyce wrote, which sold for millions of dollars at an auction, he says, The two parts of your body which do dirty things are the loveliest to me.
2: Oh, let's list our guesses at what they are. Two
4: which do dirty things? The.
0: Just do dirty things.
4: Well, like, poop. The so your butt. It's one. It's One's one got to be your butt, but what's the other one that Vomiting does dirty things in
2: your mouth? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes. Oh, he's a button mouth guy.
4: Horror <laughs> mouth and butt yeah, guy. Well,
0: you know, we've all got our top <laughs> right. He's a button mouth guy. Dave's a bloody. I'm
2: an esophagus, esophagus guy.
0: A esophagus. A <laughs> <guy. laughs> esophagus. <laughs> yeah. That
2: is Hot. this week's.
0: Fact, quote, or question. Thank, Thank you, you, Kevin Thank you. Ulysses
2: Packrat. That we've all learned a lot about that's James great. Dirty Boy Joyce.
4: But imagine, like, the modern equivalent of like text messages between Justin Bieber and his uh, fiance oh. selling, selling for millions.
0: millions. I love that as an idea.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Wonder what his favorite dirty places are. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and then we also like to thank some Patreon supporters. Uh, normally Jess comes up with some sort of a game for us to...
4: Yes, I was. I thought of this early. Great. And I was like, oh, I've got it. Uh, and I think it's quite clear. All we need to do is give them the title of the sitcom they're in, preferably one word, a one-word sitcom oh, okay. title. I okay, like great. it. I
0: like, it like a lot. that a lot. Do you
4: like the one-word option or do you want to open it up?
0: A no, I like one word. One
4: word, one-word sitcom.
0: Yep. There's also six of these people.
4: (gasps) So are you thinking maybe, oh, fuck, are you thinking give them a a character?
2: Could. Oh, that's good too. I hate
4: to be upstaged, but that is good too. But we don't know them.
2: That's true. But we know their names. That's true. Wow.
4: Okay, so maybe if this is the six, the characters in Friends, based on their name, we give them a profession and a, a character trait. God, it's fun, isn't it?
2: That's fun. Well,
4: So which, what do we do? All three. Okay, great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we get to tell them which of the six they are, a a profession, a character trait, and the name of their sitcom. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Maybe one one of the options. What do you got, Davey boy? I would like to uh, kick off by thanking all the way from Blackman's Bay down in beautiful Tasmania. Well, Matt will be gigging in the month of August.
0: Yes. What day did you say I'll be there? On the Wednesday before. 22nd. 22nd.
2: The 22nd Jokers. of August, that's you'll be right. in uh, Tasmania. Jokers. Don't have a map in front of me, so I'm not sure how close Blackman's Bay is, but worth the drive, I would say. I would like to thank Zach Llewellyn. Oh, that's good. Zach Llewellyn. Zach, Zach Llewellyn. Zach with a C-H-E. N-A I think... On the end. So I I I'm think... hoping that's not Zach. Oh, Zay-sh. 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 Um, Zache. I think...
0: Zache.
4: You know how you have, like, home and away or neighbours? Yeah, what do you got? I think... I was going to say it was Blackman's Bay.
0: What about Beach.
4: Love it. Beach.
0: Great. And he is Phoebe.
2: Mm -hmm. He's such a Phoebe, the Phoebe of the show. Yep. Thank you, Zach, star of Beach. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I'd also like to thank from Royal Oaks in Michigan, the United States of America. Michigan. A brilliant three- a uh, three-word name. Okay. It's a strong American name. John Cole Wilkinson. Oof, that is strong. John Cole Wilkinson.
4: John Cole Wilkinson. Joey. Yeah, he's definitely a Joey. Oh, he's a Joey. And his sitcom
2: that he's a star of. Plain. Love it. <laughs> Spelt. N e. It's not cruel. Ah. Oh. It's not about his looks. It's not like Ooh, oh, he's a bit vanilla. Not, it's... not on
0: like a plane, like a. No, he's he he. And the theme songs on on a plane by Nirvana,
2: yes, yes, or Learn to Fly, Foo Fighters. That's the the credits. See, yeah, great. old Dave Grohl versus new, new Dave Grohl, and it's all about a journey. God, we are just sitcom making machines. Thank you, uh, John Cole Wilkinson, the Joey of Plane. J C W. I'd love to thank
0: from Medford in O R, which
2: is Oregon, Oregon. Uh, I'd love to thank Connor Smith. Connor Smith. I reckon Connor might be our number one supporter name on Patreon. Yeah, which, true. We've
4: got a lot of Connors. Love them.
2: Keep them coming, Connor.
4: Uh,
2: Connors. I think
0: Connor's clearly cool, the Rachel.
2: Yeah, Rachel. That's I'm getting guy. Rachel vibes as well. I totally am. What is Connor's show? Wall.
0: <gasps> Wall. Wall. Oh, that is Beautiful. Yes. And it takes place in a wall?
4: Inside a wall, yes. Wow. Right. Are they hiding out from something? or? Oh, I won't give too much away. Okay. Of course. Just but a, it what, is.
2: What's your elevator pitch?
4: It is masterful.
2: Your right. elevator pitch? It's masterful. Great. Yeah.
4: I'll No, my elevator pitch <laughs> is I can't give too much away.
2: Oh, wow. I'm
4: going to green light that. <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> Just millions Just to see of dollars. what it is. <laughs> TV exec.
0: And I'd also love to thank from California in...
4: California.
0: <laughs> From Yellowknife in Canada, Mr. Cole Bouchard. Ooh. Oh, Cole
2: Bouchard. Genie. be Bouchard. I-B-Bouchard. Genie, like you, Genie Bouchard? Correct. Oh, that's good. Genie. But it's also a reboot of... I Dream of Genie?
4: No, My Life is a Genie, Oh, <laughs> which my... was a spin-off of I Dream of Genie.
2: And Cole's,
0: of course. Yeah. Say it with me, Jess. Ross. Ross, thank you.
2: <laughs> sorry to say it, <laughs> say it we're all Rosses, <laughs> Cole. We're all Rosses. I like,
0: I, I, I like some parts about Ross.
4: He's fine. Yeah. Can I thank someone?
0: Schwimmer. Is that
4: a yes? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, don't <laughs> yeah. so you? I don't.
0: So you spoke, I you do, don't speak Schwimmer. I don't speak Schwimmer. Oh well, it's it's very easy. It's uh, you say Schwimmer. Uh huh. It's much uh-huh. like Groot. I am Groot. Schwimmer. Right. I mean, you just look in my eyes and you know what I mean. It's all about time.
4: You nodded, so I'm going to say it's yes. Schwimmer, great. I would like to thank from my favorite place in the world, my house. No, (laughs) you never invite me over. Your house is a dream. After the incident, um, I broke everything. (laughs) Weed on the road. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? Weed on the road. (laughs)
2: means it's it's true. It's sad that that's believable. I've heard heard the rumours.
4: Ireland, thank you, Ronan Michael Dermot O'Neill. What? What? That is a dream name. Dream name. James Joyce couldn't think of that. Couldn't do it.
0: And obviously, Jess, again, let's go together, Monica.
4: Monica. I really gave a big lead into that. The show would be called together now. (laughs) Okay. Hey, babe. Hey,
0: babe. (laughs) That hey Babe? Hey bail. Hey bail.
4: One word? Yeah,
2: often. Hey All
0: right. Bale. Wait, one more time.
2: Emerald. emerald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say Emerald. Oh, I thought you were saying Airport and you were saying Burrito. Hey, A-bury. A-bury. Airport Burrito. I didn't understand the game. <laughs> that's, that's a good title for a show. I'd watch Airport Burrito. I know you would. A lot of people are going to get you sick. You basic bitch. I'd get
4: that to a marketing. <laughs> yeah, you got me hooked. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ronan slash Monica. And I would also like to thank from Bloomington, Indiana, Diana, Jacob Olden Miller. Oh.
2: Another good strong I l- name. I love they're giving us their full names. I it's love not it. just first and surname.
4: Somehow on my Uber Eats account, it's now Jessica Ann instead of just Jess. So all my orders come as Jessica Ann, and I hate it. Anyway. You
2: your co- has
0: your nickname ever been Jap? No. Because that is the. Inspector's name on Poirot. Poirot, that's correct. Inspector Jap. Jap.
2: Oh, mm. and also has uh, offensive connotations. Yeah, so that's why I probably wouldn't call don't. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Jacobs
4: a jam. He's our His jam. 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 So the show's called
2: Jam.
0: And could he be any more Chandler?
2: Yes. I've, okay, you've made that reference many times without you don't me getting get it. it it's just
4: something Chandler says like he's, he's
2: could I be anymore Chandler
0: yeah no but it be different things could you be
2: anymore his trademark was could I be anymore Chandler yeah and that would make me hate him
4: wow okay I, I think Ross is the number one
0: character he's the number one banana he's certainly got yeah he's definitely the most you
2: Thank, which is I love me yeah. yeah I mean Ross which is wow me yes yep. no we got it big time. Also, Jam is a good title for a sitcom because it's j.a.m. Am I right? No. It's Jam.
1: Oh.
2: One word.
4: And he works in a jam factory.
2: <gasps>
0: like a like in Melbourne, the cinemas. Oh,
4: yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. Great twist. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we all thought he was just putting lids on jars. Turns no, out no. he
4: works at the movies. Yeah, he's <laughs> ripping ticket
2: stubs. Oh yeah.
4: Ooh. I got dizzy when I made that noise. Oh,
2: it was wow. a beautiful noise.
4: <laughs> I didn't like it.
0: Thank you so much for everything you've done.
4: And, and thanks,
0: everyone, for joining us here today on the show. And as we always say, Dave. Give us a review because <laughs> we're worth it to you. I actually, uh, on because we're on um, a new thing for like six months. hmm Omni, and they, they list the – there's an easy way for us to see reviews from around the world. And I was reading a few the other day when I didn't even realize I needed it, but it made me feel so much better. There were so, so many lovely reviews.
2: For a long time on – this is through iTunes. We can – whatever country, and you can only see the reviews, so we could only see the Australian reviews. Mm. But we have found a way, as Matt said, to see all the international ones. So if you are anywhere around the world, you want to make us feel good, go on to iTunes. Give us a nice review and uh, fill out the box and write something cool.
4: But if you're some kind of sick fuck who thinks, I want to hurt these people, just don't listen. That does enough. You know, don't feel the need to be like, oh, she's an idiot. I know. I don't need reminding dad.
2: I must say the hate is so little. It is. It's and some, I'm it is very small-minded. Small yeah, small-minded people, huh? <laughs> no, people write so such lovely things, and it really is nice to read, isn't it,
4: Matt? But yeah. if you're gonna write bad, you can fuck off. As, As we actually, always say. Thank, thank, you, thank you
0: so much for everyone who has um, written a, a beautiful five-star review in the past. We really do appreciate that. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DoGoOnPod. Also, our website is DoGoOnPod.com. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash do go on pod. Uh, it'd be great for you to subscribe there. I am I was up to date. Now I've slipped a couple of episodes behind, but I'm going to get back up to date there soon. And I'll probably think I'll be releasing another um, one of our filmed live episodes soon.
2: From the Melbourne comedy festival earlier this year. Our yeah. Patreons
0: have had it for Quite a few months, but I. You I think-
4: can see how beautiful we are. Yeah, I
2: we really, really came out alright. Get lost in our eyes. In our
0: eyes.
4: Yeah, get
2: lost in our eyes. <laughs> yeah, get lost in second position. I've lost it. <laughs> all right, team. Until next week, we will say thank you for listening, and I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network
4: visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's it's up to you do you want to have a go being the last one to say bye for once i'm sorry bye nice
3: (laughs) hold up